Well, welcome back to another episode of the Miles Driven with me, Miles. And Il Special Nastres de Latego Piendescencio o de Cinca o de Minia Sam. I'm impressed. That mate. probably made no sense to anyone that's what, Polish. What, what was it? What <laughs> that did you was, say? And a special hello for this 50th episode from me, Sam. Yes, this is the 50th episode. This now, is the big I one. hope that came across right. If not, I'm very sorry. I have spent quite a while practicing it. Were there any particular words that you thought you might have got wrong? Mm, maybe the third one. Um, yeah, you see, difficult. Oh, well, you don't speak the language. Na, na, That's written phonetically. N- oh, is it? Okay, yeah. so neatrashed. Well, it's actually. It sounds almost no. Neatrashed. Neatrashed. Yeah. Neatrashed. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, for this episode, we are going to be doing a question and answer episode to cover off the last... Are you just going to ask me questions? Yes. Just <laughs> what th- So, what I've done, and just for anyone who has sent in a question who it doesn't get asked exactly as you sent it in, don't worry, it's just that we got... We have a tyrannical leader yes. who just changes things to suit his own yeah, narrative. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's just um, we had similar questions, and what I didn't want to do is have five questions that were basically the, we'd give the same answer. Um, so instead I just sort of put them all to, together as one and plus it kept it down because we're at about 15, 20 questions as we are yeah exactly Yeah. whereas otherwise we've been doing 100 and this episode <laughs> would have never ended uh, now just a note to begin with there will be no Saturday podcast Woo! Yeah, I'm Boom. giving Sam a whole half week off yeah. in celebration <laughs> of the 50th so uh, this will obviously come to you on Tuesday and just this Saturday coming, the 51st, will be delayed until the next Tuesday. Just Are so. you still doing a little hello? I think we'll do a... a just we're, a, g- we're just going to release a thing that says, hello, there's no podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll do a little five-minute, just sort of, hi, everyone, thanks for... You can ask me what I'm doing on my day off. I can. And I'll just pretend that I'm doing something, because it'll be in probably an hour and a half, two hours' time. From yeah, now. we'll have to do it at the end of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We'll record a quick little thing for... So you've got something to listen to on Saturday. I know... Going a half a week without listening to Sam is, um, well, bliss for many of you, but for some of you, it will be quite upsetting. Shall we go straight into the question, Sam? Would you, is there anything? Why not? Because uh, I'm, I'm I just don't trying think, to think I had anything. I'm trying to think if there's anything particular. Oh, I saw another BMW iX today. Did you? Yeah. So that's two now. There's one down my street, and then I saw one driving on the road. Do you know what? That's a really good uh, What did I want to say? This There is something about the BMW iX. I think they're releasing another version or another type or they're either doing a smaller or one a with 12 one. seats yeah <laughs> yeah it's a minibus yeah you know uh no there, there was something about it but um i didn't bother sort of writing it down for this episode because we were going to do yeah, yeah bothered to record anything half prepared but one thing i would say sam went to the netherlands i did which we discussed and in the last we podcast. discussed and i had something about that they remember the lincoln co car yeah. you saw they are actually coming to the uk in 2023 so oh, you were just actually, John. This ties in quite nicely. I don't know if you read the Facebook post that I put up. I did, which said there will be upcoming news on the yes, future podcast. So there we go. There, you go. <laughs> there is your really, really exciting Lincoln Co. upcoming news. We don't have much else on it yet. I don't think, do we? No, and it's odd, but there will be more. There will be. It's just odd that you saw the O one. Yeah. What are we getting? The O two. Genuinely, <laughs> the, the one that that I've seen uh, as a as a prototype. Right. Um, for the other work that I do. There, there was the sort of flash up of a prototype and that would be the one that I think comes to the UK I'm trying to make your job sound like really like James Bond there yes it's the other thing for the thing that I've seen uh, yes, the other exactly, job that I yeah. do well because sometimes I see things that are embargoed or stuff like do that you sit, so like, do you like sip martinis at midday if only 
Do you know what? That would be great. I could have a little martini bar at home and just sort of come back and, you know. Um, right, hit me up with a question then, because okay. I am the all-knowing all fountain of okay. knowledge for cars. So, first question. Oh, do you I, know anything do about I, cars? Do I, do I want them in radio order? Uh, do, sorry, in, in order. radio order? Well, that's the first question. I was reading half the question. Um, what I've written down is, do you have a radio show or just a podcast? So that's an easy one oh, for you. Could you imagine us doing live radio? And that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. We, I, I think we'd probably last maybe two to three minutes uh, one before of one of us swore. Uh, I've just realised, having seen your water bottle in here. Oh, okay, it's gonna, it gets really precious about stuff that's in the shop. No, sorry, it's not that. Oh, that you haven't got a drink. <laughs> I left mine outside the room. Well, I shall graciously let you have some of mine. Very kind of you. It was a, it was a very hot day, and so because we have to have all the equipment on. We left everything outside the room. Yeah, it gets cool oh, is it as on the possible. floor outside. It's on the floor outside the door, <laughs> but I can't now get to it. So oh. anyway, yeah, there was, that was the question of. So we don't have a radio show. We are just a podcast. Could be something we do in the future, if a radio <laughs> wants to pick us up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you listened to sort of some Archie? I'm not going to offend well, we anyone. Like, might want us, we but... could fit on like Radio Four. Yeah. Well, what does What does Radio Three do these even, days? I mean, if you ever listened to like a local radio channel at 11 p.m. No, but. The, Sounds like no. The podcast that I listen, my football podcast yes, that I listen yeah, to, yeah. which is just for my team, they started on a local radio show called Phoenix go. FM in go. Essex. So which is really giving away my football. Yes. It's really narrowed down. Where, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it could be something we do in the future. But at the minute, no. And I think we would stick with podcasting at the moment. Main like we wouldn't even even if we got someone said, "Oh, would you like to do something?" I think at the minute. I think podcasting is better than a radio show anyway. Well, the the great thing is that people who want to listen to us can listen to us whenever they want. Yeah. And I know that like the BBC have some good stuff with catch-up, um, but, well, you have the iPlayer and things like well, that. Well, yeah, but I don't think there's going to be, there wouldn't be much demand for us two on a radio. Well, it depends. How many radio, actually, interesting, how many radio shows do you actually know that are cars? Well, none, but there's Although no, we do nobody on one probably want to listen to all day. Of two blokes starting to talk about cars and then talking about, I don't know, planes. Yeah. Or just where or they've just been any... on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> do, you know what's, do you know what's really frustrating me, Sam, is I had a quiz ready for this show. Then where is it? Outside the door? No. It is uh, on my phone, which we've oh. had to use the camera because the main camera that we use. Ah, yes. While we're on the subject, I'll yeah. rant now. Yeah, go on. So the time is currently for us, quarter to seven. Yep. Now, we, I arrive usually <laughs> about half past four. You finish work at half five because yes. I come straight from work. Yeah. And we aim to start 20 to six, quarter to six. Yeah, we try and get as, as early on. I mean, sometimes So, so, I so have we're to an finish. hour yeah. late. Why are we an hour late, Mars? Because, because this is the 50th one. I wanted to make sure we had good camera tracking for the whole thing in case we put the whole episode up. And I then couldn't get a good shot. Because why? Because your phone is facing us. Using yes. the good camera on the back of the yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah. And where is where is so, the screen of your phone? Is it against the wall? It is now against the wall. And <laughs> so, so I wanted it. to. Use, I thought I'll use Sam's phone. That'll be a way around this. Tried to use his phone, oh, then realised good shifting of the blame. No, no. This was the intermediary. Is that I tried to use your oh, phone, okay. then realised because you've got Samsung and I've got Apple, we didn't know how we were going to get it across without losing the quality. So then thought, okay, fine. I'll put my phone up, and it's only now. I realised I had a really good... Uh, the quiz was going to be uh, how many EV charge points and what percentage of cars are EVs across Europe. 
and I've, I had okay. the top ten. I know. I'm devastated that we can't play that game. No, but it's quite. It's fun, and only I'll give you the so, things I'll... you describe as fun. I'm not sure I want you to play my stadium anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the interesting thing was that uh, the Netherlands, yeah, doesn't have the highest number of uh, EVs. Well, not not, not registered ones. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it doesn't have anything like that. But it has by far and away. The highest number of charge points. It's oh, okay. Like, so they are registered ones. Yeah, I told you they they just got extension leads running down the streets. I think the numbers were, and as I say, I haven't got the information in front of me, so sorry. Um, I think it was fifty six thousand, right? Charge points they have. Now Norway, who are at the top of the chart for number of EVs, mm-hmm. have something like. Oh, I don't want to get it wrong. But you have to forgive me if I get it wrong. But it's something like twelve thousand, and right, they have okay. the highest number of EVs, pretty much in the world percentage-wise of their population. Yeah. So it shows how so, yeah. big the Netherlands have gone on it. I'm not quite sure whether it's uh, particularly Dutch. I know the Danish have been pressurising Toyota recently. Bit odd. There's a Danish pension fund, as a lot of pension funds do. They own parts of car companies. Or, mm-hmm. And Toyota being... Uh, if we put Tesla to one side, Toyota are the, the biggest one. And so a lot of them own Toyota, Volkswagen. And there's a Danish pension fund that is not happy with Toyota because they want them to go straight to electric. Okay. And Toyota have said, no, it's, that isn't a viable option because we're a worldwide manufacturer and we don't yeah. see that as the single answer. <laughs> we want to offer a variety of answers and this pension fund are not happy. But they, they won't pull their money out because Toyota are a big successful company. So it's that thing. So of- Toyota sat back and gone, right, so they want us to do something. We've told them no. They haven't withdrawn their money, so it's that carry classic on. thing. It's it's like, well, we've invested in you because you make a lot of money. We would like you to change how you make that money, and we'll yeah, leave if you a start more uncertain area. So if you start <laughs> making a loss, we'll be because they have to have they they do have to follow rules when it's a pension fund. Yeah. So if you start making, you know, if your profits change, they might have to leave anyway, mm-hmm. but they won't leave just off an argument because yeah. they're still such a profitable large organization so it's a bit of a bizarre one and also to, to want to force a manufacturer to change its way when that manufacturer isn't i mean toyota they were the first ones to really go seriously into hybrids yeah everyone around the world's heard of a prius that is so to true. them to, to anyone's them, ever been in a taxi definitely yeah it's <laughs> definitely heard definitely. of a prius um, so yeah, just a bit of an odd one there. We'll we'll probably pick that up in a later podcast. So I just thought that was an interesting point where you see how these businesses are developing on one side, and how investment yeah. wants to go another way. Tesla's the big obvious one. Well, investment wants to go where it thinks the money is, I guess, isn't it? They yeah, just it want they want the, the most is. money made now. Yeah, but that's not necessarily going to be the best way to make the most money. No, and and it's like Toyota said. Well, we're looking at uh, vehicles running off hydrogen, running off e fuels uh, today. I think I can say this. I don't think this has got any restriction on it because Ferrari... Ah, the day when Mars lost his job. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, I'm pretty sure they haven't, but um, particularly by the time this comes out, I think it'll be okay. Ferrari have said that by 2030, they want 40% of all their vehicles to be fully electric. Ferrari? Ferrari, okay. yes. Uh, but Is this because they've been told by the Italian government to say that? Yes. Well, they said, well, they said it in a big press conference. Oh, I almost had an Italian accent then started yeah. saying, so I thought, well, maybe I won't do that. So Alienate some But listeners. the other 60% are going to be made of e-fuels and other like Baby hybrid. seals. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the funny thing for me is that uh, they're basically saying we're, ba- we're mainly going to sell hybrids, which is essentially how their entire range has been moving anyway, because they're using some F1 tech. I mean, yeah, okay. it's not exactly trickle-down, but they've got hybrid F1 tech. Yeah. 
So they can move that into their road cars. So they're basically saying most of it will be hybrid, but we think we can sell to 40%. I can only think it will be the big SUV. If you, yeah, that would make sense. If they you, could rival the BMW iX then. Yeah, but I just, <laughs> I I'm not sure you would go, oh, I miss the fact it hasn't got a V12 in my you know, two-ton Ferrari SUV. I, I think that would be the easiest one for them to say. And I think they're just then saying, well, we think like Porsche and like Aston Martin and like everyone else that went into SUVs who was a supercar manufacturer and Lamborghini, all of a sudden your biggest seller is by far your SUV. Yeah. So I think that's what they're basing it on. That's just what everybody wants, which, as we discussed in the last podcast, is probably a bad idea because of all the um, rubber particles. Yeah, which uh, we uh, went up on our YouTube channel today. Uh, As as, as As we said earlier today. Oh, no, this won't be released. No, that was a week ago. Uh, Yes. It's funny, someone overtook overtook (laughs) someone this morning on the way to work, and it was quite a heavy car because it was quite a big car. Oh, right, yeah. As they went past, I was just like, you... Idiots. Yes. You you, know you're, you're killing doing. the children. Yes. <laughs> Second question, Sam. I feel I'm just going to Are ask... you a TV show or just a podcast? Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to ask all you all these questions. Cause... Okay, well, I don't have anything. Exactly. As, as, if you're watching, as you can see, today I have my language, which I wrote down, yep, on the back of good. a lovely drawing that I did at work, which you might not be able to see, but you can. That's what I spent a rainy day doing at work. A pen and a bell, which I'm not allowed to use because that's just for setting the... Uh, you can use your bow. It's the 50th. It's the okay, 50th well, episode. happy 50th, so 50, everyone. Yay. There we go, yeah. <laughs> um, next question. A car that you have felt privileged to drive. I, that's a very short... There are a few people that ask this in different ways. So Okay, I just, well, for me, it's going to be a shorter answer. <laughs> would it, well, would it be the DBS that you jumped in? Or would it be one of the supercars you drove recently? Or is there a car... Because you, you, I remember you, years ago, you lived on a farm, and you loved the Ranger of a Sport. Oh, can I change it to something? Did it say car or is it vehicle? I've written the word car. I'm not sure. Can you rewrite, rewrite and put the word vehicle? Uh, you, well, I can have vehicle for Okay, you. I drove a John Deere tractor. It, that was the one that you might feel most yeah. privileged. Yeah, that's okay. That's, it's really good because it does show the difference to yeah. me and Sam. I've got a slightly funny story with that one, though. Go on. I don't know if you remember. I have told you before. Can you remember the story about the John Deere? What I did in the literally 10 minutes I was driving it? Oh, you have told me before. Okay. But I'll qu- quickly set the scene because it's not going to be a too long a story. But I was living with my partner at the time and her family on their farm. They had all gone away on a family holiday, which they'd booked before we uh, moved in, before I moved in there and we'd been together. It had been booked for like a That's year what or they so. Claimed. Yeah, yeah well, I don't care anyway. <laughs> yeah, so well, it was me, yeah. I stayed, and the farmhand was obviously working on the farm. Yeah. So he said, Oh, do you want to like drive the John Deere? And I was like, Oh, yeah, wicked. That'd be cool. So we, he said, right, we just need to go down to, we need to go through this field and go to the next field. Um, I'll walk alongside you and talk you through as we talk you through stuff as you move along. Oh, of course, because it's a tractor. So you're yeah, I mean, he, he could have sat, he could have sat in the cab with me, but he wanted me to drive, let me drive it on my own. Yeah. So obviously had the door open, talking to him as we're driving along. So he's like, right, okay, cool. Get it in the gears. We're driving, going down. Yeah. Keep it in this gear. How big's this tractor? Uh, it's quite like... a big John Deere. Not the sort of massive ones that you see on the road where you're like, wow, you're going to run over every but car you see. steps to get but... into it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, two or three steps so like to get 15-ish, into it. like 15-ish, well, I don't know, feet-wise. Yeah, I don't know talking? how we talk about tractors. How, you how can't, far? Because you can't be like, oh, it was a coupe. Yeah. How <laughs> far over your head was the top of the cab? Oh, probably double me at least. So we're talking about at least 12, 12 to 15. Uh, yeah, yeah. 12 to 15 feet probably. Okay. Um, so we're trundling down. And he says, right, we just need to go through this gate and into the next, um, into the next field where he's going to take over and actually do the tractor work. So 
They're like, okay, no worries. So I'm still, he's still talking to me, saying, no, but, no, just make sure that you stay in this gear. Make sure that you uh, make sure you just make sure you don't hit that side. And then all I heard was what sounded like a bomb going off. Okay. Gearbox? And, no, no. Okay. So I was talking to him. Yeah. And how was I talking to him? Through the side door. Yeah, which was. So you're, so you're, what, so you're and looking. The, and the door was. Open. Yep. And I was going through a gate. Did you so smack it, the door off the... No, I didn't smack it. So it had obviously, because I was only going half a mile an hour at this point, yeah. it had obviously got to the gate post and slowly bent back, reached the limit of what it could do and just exploded. All the hinges Glass off everywhere. Oh, gla- oh yeah. wow. It broke Because it, it, it was safety glass, so it split into, as okay. Jeremy Clarkson once said, why does it not split into four pieces? Why does it split, it split into six million? million? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was my one and only tractor driving, like proper tractor driving okay. experience. Um, we got the one at work, which I still need to do a thing on. But that's only a little tractor. Oh, the red this, tractor. This was Sam's like red tractor. four times the size of that. So. Yeah, okay. That's what you... So need. I can't be trusted to drive a tractor, is the be-all and end-all. Do you know, that. Um, I'll, I'll come on to my answer in a second, but I, the, the one that agricultural thing that I really enjoyed, I told you I had there was like a, a mini digger that I yeah. had when I was in Sweden. Yes, And my okay, uncle yeah, rented yeah. it for a few days. And he had Like these... a proper mini digger, as in yeah, the yeah. one that, the tiny little things that you get through your back gate, if you were doing oh, some gardening work at slightly home. Slightly bigger than that. Okay. It was it was taller than me, so let's say it was, I don't know, eight nine yeah, feet. Yeah, I, I should know, but yeah. Anyway, but uh, we were using it to move huge boulders, like pick up these things. Oh, okay, and these cool. things were, you know, three or four feet wide. So they mm-hmm. were big bits of stone. And I just remember I had a whale of a time in that thing, just because. Oh, any bloke would. Well, any woman would as well. Yeah, yeah. You, I don't know if you had it at your local park. And did your park local park have like a sand pit? Yeah. Because ours did, and they had like pit. a little metal digger thing that just had two controls that you could scoop up the sand spin around on the seat and then just drop it in another pile and i'll just spend hours just digging a hole of sand moving it and making a pile not, of sand why next don't you to that. do that as a professional sound, but i that's don't know like a specialized thing oh what a digger driver they yeah. get paid a lot of money yeah. there we go yeah <laughs> um yeah i that, that thing i really enjoyed it i don't know it was something about the way it can the controls work like, didn't you have like very... a, a loader as well yeah yeah that you used like a manitou type yeah thing. yeah 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 that was all in that same project because we were yeah moving stuff and then we were putting in a I don't know, it makes it sound really fancy, but they lived in like the top, well, not top of Sweden, but halfway up Sweden where, mm. you know, there's lots of land. You make it, you make Sweden just sound like a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> they live halfway up Sweden. No, I just, <laughs> if you say they were putting in a riding arena, people just think, God, these are millionaires. But it's well, not. Oh, yeah. That's why we're in this uh, fantastic, yeah, exactly, custom yeah. built, multi million pound studio. Well, pretty With air conditioning. Uh, air conditioning is the one thing it lacks, but. I've got my own air conditioning system. It's yeah, fine. You, it's off camera, so no one can yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, most privileged. When I was 18, I drove a Bentley Continental GT, which okay. was very special at the time to me. Although I remember thinking as I got into it, I, it was one of the owner's friends yeah, where yeah. I was working. I was like, oh, this is nice. And then, I don't know, it didn't, because I'd, I suppose I'd driven so many high-end Volkswagen products, and I'm not saying that Bentley's the same. It just... You heard it here first, guys. Yeah. Miles says that Bentleys are basically golfs. There we go, yeah. It just, it didn't... A poorer version of golf is what you're saying. Uh, well, the thing was, I th- I think I'd driven. I mean, I'd driven. You know, I worked at a huge car sales place, so I'd driven a lot of nice stuff. And Range Rovers, for example, you get in a Range Rover, and it it kind of has a bit of a special. Like, it doesn't feel like other four wheel drive vehicles. Yeah, it has a, a slightly different thing about it. Um, other really fast stuff. Driven Porsches. I think one that like really. This wasn't a question of can you show off about everything you've I driven. Know, yeah, what is your most privileged to drive? I suppose, I suppose I should probably answer that it was the GTR. 
I knew you were going to say that. Did you? Yeah. Uh, do you know what I was on the fence with? And it, funny enough, it comes Is up it in MGB. No. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, MGB. Uh, yeah, do you know what? Actually, I say all this. It probably was one of the classics, only because. Yeah. Ha- like, if like you and I said, oh, we want to go and do a review for YouTube or f- just for the show and come back. So there's a lot of stuff you can get your hands on through friends of friends, through rental, through, you know, reaching out and people say, oh, yeah, my dad's got one or my mate's mate's got one. We can lend it to you for half a day. When it comes to classics, because there's a lot less of them around. Yeah. There's, a, there's even fewer good ones around. Uh, the fact that I've driven some stuff that I haven't ever seen on the road. That's fair. That, that's one of the things that gets me. Like when I drove the, the Jaguar, the Mark II Jaguar, mm-hmm. I thought, I've, I've never seen, like... I, you don't see many John Deere tractors on the road. You don't. So, yeah. <laughs> Rarity points. I drove past a Morris Enthusiast Club on the way here. Did you? Yeah. So just about 10 or 12 Morris Miners came past, and one Morris Bread Van, which I know will excite Will, one of there our listeners, because yeah. he used to have one. There you go. It was a heavily modified one with a lot of sound deadening in and a massive speaker system. I was going to say, did it, have, did it have a V8 in the back or something like that? Uh, but... No, but it's probably something he would have considered yeah, putting yeah. in, to be fair. Do you know what? Yeah, I, I'm not going to say the GTR. I'm going to say it's one of the, just one of the things that I drove that was a well-kept classic because I just, from a point of view, the question, it was asked in a few different ways, but I took, picked out the word privileged because it kind of makes you think that yeah. it was a day that was a bit special. Say to the you. MGB and then we can name this episode the 50th slash Miles re, re, so re, re-epitomizes re- his love of the MGB. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's one of the classics. It was uh, So I've said a tracker. Yeah, and I'm and saying you a said a really car. old car. Welcome to the modern world yes. of the miles driven. <laughs> if, we're, if we're picking modern stuff, I'm going to say GTR, but only because of, I didn't... Um, a couple of things I'd really like to drive at my work. I told you this week that in my other job that someone messaged into the group saying, oh, if anyone's at Goodwood, oh, yeah. we're doing, uh, we can get a passenger ride in the Bugatti Veyron Supersport that's going up the hill. And I was there. As if I haven't got a ticket. <laughs> like, <as> if, <laughs> if I was just there. Because... We talked about it loads as well, booking tickets for that. I know. And just... But you're too tight-fisted to buy tickets. Just slipped my mind. I, I think I would have booked for that. Because I wanted to do more car shows this year. Again, this is a question we'll come up to in a minute. But <laughs> have you guys got any car shows booked? Yeah. In our heads? Yes. There's one that I have got booked because I got free tickets through my, um, through my work. Okay. I'm going to the British Motor Show. I think I'm going to Goodwood Revival. Are you? Yeah, just to really rub that in. No, I won't. Because you didn't invite me to this last one. If you go to Goodwood Revival, I'll, I might see how much tickets are. If it's, it's um, available. It's Will Stag do. Is it? So I'm sure he'll probably invite you along when he hears this. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's not a bad place to go for a stag do, But actually. you could get a single ticket and just wave us. Yeah, on the other side of the track. <laughs> like, oh, guys. <laughs> hey, look, it's Miles from the Miles Driven. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's something along the, there was a couple of really expensive stuff that I, well expensive because it had gone up in value so much so yeah I, I couldn't say I was privileged to drive any of those supercars that I drove at that supercar no day. that's fair because they were and if you if you haven't listened to the episode and don't know why I'm saying that go back and listen to the episode that was episode about 44 or something like it'd that it'd be labelled won't it I it's labelled it's Sam in supercars is the label well so. it'd be difficult to miss then. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah go back and listen to that one um, but so I give an answer GTR for newer stuff that I've driven but older stuff would take the pick. And I think I'd, I'd really, I really like that old Jaguar. Um, All right, I'll go for modern stuff. I'll go my van. I, liked I liked your my van. van. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? You, you had that van. It wasn't... Oh, we, could, we need to go. We need to get it back and have it as the miles-driven van. We could get it we branded. Do. Yeah, we do, actually. And we, we, we actually... Sign and it's got the, And it had the light on top. 
Have we ever done an episode of Your Van? Well, I'm not sure how much of an interesting episode that would be. It's, it's not about the van itself. All the journeys we did in that thing. Oh, okay. Alone. Yeah. That, that's a whole podcast because we took that plate, that thing all over the place, isn't it? Oh, I had it for, what, two years and did 30, 38,000 miles. It's incredible. Sam bought this van with, what was it, 10,000 no, miles? No, no, much less. Like was three it? or 4,000 miles. Yeah, and then you sold it with like 40. 38. 40-odd, so, yeah. You know, and that was over a couple of years. You really yeah. stacked the mileage on that thing. Um, but yeah, so I hope that answers the question. I, I, maybe I haven't been that clear, but I'll be clearer for other answers. <laughs> <laughs> it's so difficult. When you, when you have a passion for cars, I'm sure everyone listening knows this. When you have a passion for cars and someone says, pick one, yeah. whatever it is, pick your best rear-wheel drive. Oh, well, there was this, and then there was this. It, it's too difficult. And they all have their own character in their own way. I'll of, give you a uh, simpler question. Pick your favourite plane. Seven, <laughs> <laughs> didn't even need to didn't even need to think well uh, you know unless we start going into like military stuff and yeah but okay. even then i think i just think well the 747's here for anyone who's watching uh and if you're not watching watch yeah <laughs> it's just, a punishment for not watching <laughs> the 747 oh, we're gonna go way off here but it was built, i'm sorry it was built just before I, oh actually i think you've actually got a better favorite do you mm. I'll ask you to just tilt your head to the left and look up ever so slightly. What, the 747 no, no. Down. Oh, the SR-71 Blackbird. <laughs> yeah. That pro- if we were talking about all planes... This podcast is now four hours long. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a plane. We could do like a, a plane, an aviation special. Yeah, we'll do one that's We've split. engines. We could have like a caddy van split with planes. Yeah. Something like that. So I'll look forward to that one. Yeah. I know you will. <laughs> that, that's that, that'd be one you really enjoy. Um, next question. Uh, are you going to do more on YouTube than just the podcast snippets? That was asked in many different ways, so I actually wrote out that question because it was just asked in so many different ways. But I can answer that if you want. Go on, Sam. Yes, when Miles gets off his ass and buys a car. Good. Right, on to Moving the next on. one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we'll start to do... Uh, we'll start to... We'll just get snippets for now, but it will move fairly quickly on to... Um, see what I've dumped on Sam's drive this exactly, week. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And also, there's a few cars that we've sort of lined up that we can do some video reviews of. Uh, the one thing I don't want us to turn into, there's loads of YouTubers out there that just review cars. Yeah. And honestly, some of them do such great jobs of it, but I'm not that interested in just doing a... Sam and I have got the new I don't yeah, know, Ford fair. Focus... Here's us doing a review of it. I would do a few. I would do some of it, but I would want us to do something a bit more interesting. Like, okay, we've got the new Ford Focus. Can it do this? And we'll go and do something with it. <laughs> and, yeah, that but, could only lead to disaster. Yeah, but exactly. But at least we would know by the end of it: is it a good car or not? Because yeah, you would have done something with it. Whereas a lot of reviewers, they tell you the stuff that if you're about to go and buy it, you would probably find okay. out. Okay, like uh, reviewers to me, I'm not saying all of them. Definitely not all of them, but. Some of the stuff you see on YouTube is generally, they're not salesmen, but they are basically doing what I used to do as a salesman. Okay. They're yeah. pointing out all well, the yeah, features. Well, yeah, they're just basically reading the spec sheet and pointing out the spec sheet. Yeah, the and car. they're saying, oh, you've got this amount of space for here, and, uh, you know, oh, it's got this miles per gallon. Here's a bag I was provided with. <laughs> and, and you sort of go, yeah, they're going to get all of that when they go to view it from the salesman. What yeah. can you bring to it differently? And I actually think that's where we're at a little bit of an advantage, because... I've done the sales side of it, and you don't want to sit around reading a spec sheet. 
Desperately not. No. So we, we probably will bring something different to it. Can Sam fit in the boot and film an episode of the, yes. of the, of the uh, YouTube? One thing I would say, and one, one that... That I, made me sound really old. Can you film an episode of the YouTube? The YouTubes. <laughs> <laughs> one that I really want to do is I want to work out... We've talked about this before. Oh, uh, is this going to be another... Oh, basically, I'm going to stick Sam on a train. The most inconvenient train possible. That's definitely going to happen, but that's not what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the stuff that I've got planned. The footage you'll get from me for my train will yeah. be nothing. Yeah, it'll just be a, a one picture of your Is face. It literally a picture of me getting on the train. Yeah. Well, mate, where's the footage? Didn't do any. No. Here's Sam like, is it better to use public transport from here or to drive? Well, what Sam did is he told me he got there in three and a half hours. <laughs> and actually, I know from his wife or his fiance, depending on when we do it, that he just took a train straight home. She picked him up and he sat with a cup of tea and looked at when the train arrived and said, yeah, that's when I got there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then said he was on the train home and I couldn't see him. Yeah, I just got there was a train there was an early train back. But yeah. I just got straight on Brilliant. it and headed home. Um no, th- there's there's one particular one I wanted to do which was a car that uh oh, we've mentioned it a few times. Your mum's got that polo. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be a really good first sort of hot or warm hatch for a young person. Yeah. But I don't think many people know about it. So that's one where I'd want to say actually if this was going to be a young person's sort of quick car or introduction into okay. cars that they can enjoy should this be the car or should yeah. you go and buy an EcoBoost Fiesta or something like that yeah but that's one that I just oh, we've got Will's driveway definitely got to do definitely I mean I'm quite interested in all the Land Rover stuff and I think you are as well so you know it puts us and and who knows I might buy a very broken one yeah. of those well I, you know oh, we, we can do a bit of filming of you two talking about the cars and then I can turn the camera around to me having a cup of tea and a biscuit <laughs> while you two are talking I uh, was very Close, I'd say. Close. Can I just say before you start this, I don't care, and it was a stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do, mate? Uh, there was a Range Rover for sale. Oh, good. All good stories for you start off with there was yeah. a Range Rover for sale. And do you know what? It was in the exact sort of place where you would think I would find a Range Rover for sale. It was <laughs> the nor as far north east in England as you could pretty much get without getting to the Scottish border. Okay. The pictures of it were so past Newcastle. Past Newcastle. Right. The pictures of it were sort of collapsed outside of someone's field, but it was very clean. And they said they had a good service history for it. And it was not getting a lot of bids, this car. And I was like, was it broken? Uh, they didn't advertise it, as, but they advertised it as it's got a long MOT. I checked the MOT status, it had mm-hmm. like 10 months. Okay. And it didn't have a completely clean one, because that's suspicious when they've got like a 20 year old Range Rover has nothing on an yeah, MOT. Yeah. But it didn't have the usual stuff that I find when I check the MOT status of cars that I'm looking at, which was entire Severely shell Severely pitted brakes. Yeah. Massive rust on all, on all the suspension. <laughs> uh, engine missing. Yeah. Or severe seat belts, oil. Seat belt oh, snapped. There was one I was, I was really interested in, another car. I can't remember who it was. And I was like, actually, this is... Do you remember when I bought the Focus ST170 years and years and years ago? Yeah, yeah. And I bought it and the guy wasn't using it. Mm-hmm. And it was basically abandoned in the corner of his... He had a, a tiny bit of sort of... I wouldn't say a front garden. It was a big front garden. Okay. And he sort of left it in the corner. Right. And he had wheels for it. Do you remember they were just sort of left outside in the front? Yeah, well, I didn't come to pick it up with you. You did. Did I? Yes. Are you sure? I'm 100% because I had to, to reverse the car backwards. Then for, I'd only just come back from Australia. And I... So have, we, going, we met him at Silverstone. That's when we sold it. Oh... Uh, we we had uh, see low... I blank out so much I genuinely yeah, I, I can't remember anything there was a, about it because when, when I picked it up it had like flashing petrol lights 
Okay. And I had to go around the corner and immediately put fuel in. And okay. you saw that as your opportunity to get some fuel as well from me. Oh, yeah, that sounds it like, was a like the, very good day. It was like that perfect opportunity. But I, it took me ages because I'd sorted insurance online that then wouldn't. It wouldn't um, work. I think I remember that, but I don't. I couldn't remember. We were just sat out in like a blazing hot day in summer. And oh. it was. Deja vu. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But anyway, um, I saw one of those and it was like, everything was starting to tick boxing. It was in the sort of same thing where it had been left somewhere. Right. And uh, the guy was like, I don't use it, but it's got an MOT and it's a clean example. You know, here's some pictures. And taking enough pictures that you can say, he's n- if he's trying to hide something, he's not doing a very good job because he's yeah. taking the pictures of all where it would rust and everything else. And uh, then at the very end, it was, but you should be aware it has an oil leak noted on the MOT. <laughs> And I was like... At which point you just scroll on. Oh, no, I've no, tried no. to teach you, just scroll on. Yeah, but then you think it could be an oil leak for any reason. You think if I got yeah, that onto your Yeah, most of them catastrophic. If I got that onto your driveway and we took the sump off and checked the sump if gasket... A, if a leaky car appeared on my driveway, you... I would call the police. <laughs> <laughs> Say, excuse me, this car has been abandoned. And you'd turn up to work on it about, a, well, probably two months later... And it would have a police aware sticker on the windscreen. Do you know screen. what's funny? You and a low loader would be turning to but pick you it up and taking it to crush it. You wouldn't know it had an oil leak until it moved. Oh, if you dumped a car in my driveway, yeah, be I'd be looking straight yeah. underneath it. Uh, what question was on? Well, that was, that was uh, snippets for YouTube, wasn't it? Yeah. Right, the next question I think is probably for me because I'm almost positive that you haven't driven one of these, but I did get a chance I to drive one I haven't driven a lot. Um, have either of you driven the newer Audi S3? That's the 2013 to the one that is just recently replaced. Um, thinking nope. of buying one. Uh, uh, well, wondering whether it would be exciting. Yes. That was the question. Next question. <laughs> and I said, uh, it will at first, but an Audi S3 is supposed to be, it's not the hot hatch of fun. It's the hot hatch of fast, like okay. premium. You know, if you compare it off to focus rs for example mm-hmm. the rs doesn't care about how it looks no i mean if it did it wouldn't look as it does no that's true it doesn't look very good anymore no but it cares about trying to give you an absolute riotous time and s3 mm-hmm. cares about being over to, being able to overtake being quick being able to have fun every now and again but, but looking good yeah and it concentrates on giving you nice comfortable leather seats okay um having you know a, a, everything's where it should be in the dashboard and everything else and if you're looking for something that's fun it wouldn't, you know, when you compare it off to, I don't know, some of the French, now, Megane or something like that, the, the RS ones, it's just they're aiming at driver fun. Yeah. We don't care about the rest of it. Yeah. Like that was the MO. It's like, okay. Well, it's uh, got seats. What more do you yeah, want? Targets, fun. And then they left the room. Yeah. Whereas in Audi, they said it must be enjoyable, but it must also. It must be an everyday driver. Yeah. And it must be able to achieve, you know, 40 miles per gallon on a run because a lot of people will buy them just to commute in or whatever else. Whereas you just know that when they made the new Focus ST, for example, that conversation... No one's buying that as a company car, are they? Uh, barely anyone. <laughs> Especially now, company car tax is basically, unless you buy a plug-in hybrid, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have anything else. Oh, really? Because the tax brackets are like, it's something like, uh, it drops, you go basically above 12% if it, if it isn't plug-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really goes to 20% quite quickly. But it's more like, three or four percent if you've got a plug-in hybrid if you've got an electric car it's either zero percent one percent or two percent wow okay so it just shows you the the, the huge gap because of, it's all done astronomical difference and because it's all done on emissions and plug-in allows it to uh, you know achieve quite high emissions figures so 
if you're someone that's I, I didn't get a lot of details apart from will it be fun so i wasn't sure if they were commuting in it if they were you know used it for a lot of long okay. drives if they're going to do a track day if you're going to do those things for the budget that this is in civic type r would be my but the newer one you okay. know the, the newest the, oh the horrible one the one that you really don't like yeah, yeah. um that would be the one that, like if you're just saying the saloon car the one that you think is a saloon yeah it is a saloon car that's still class a hatchback it's a saloon car though isn't it i mean it's got a hatch boot yeah but so did the mondeo but it was still a saloon yeah but then it was uh actually no the, the it technically it was a hatchback yeah, but it's not though is it i know when you look at the body <laughs> shape isn't but yeah and nor's the civic so don't buy one of those go and buy yourself an s3 or another clue anything else golf r perhaps maybe mm. it's a little bit they look a bit plain now one came past me the other day and i was like yeah. oh there's a golf oh it's an r yeah because they have the r line kit they put on yeah basically... I, I couldn't tell when they put their foot down and it made a lot of noise yeah but because of that it's kind of taken the specialness away from i think a lot of hot hatches have though they have because they've There's tried not many to... special hot hatches left. They've all been sort of dialed down. They're not Lamborghini esque styling anymore. No, they've not massive I mean, flared arches. The and... Mark II Focus RS is a, just a great example of Ford yeah, went a nice WRC spoiler on the yeah, back. Yeah, <laughs> they just went. Well, we think the people that are going to buy this are going to enjoy it more if it's uh, insane. Yeah, the, uh, which they did, and they just went. Yes, yeah, that's so we'll why just... they sold it in green, the alien green. <laughs> yeah, you know those sort of colours. Oh, we'll do it in performance blue and white as well. But, we'll but mainly green. green. Yeah. <laughs> and why they did the ST in that that orange, it was not sunburst orange, it was called a different colour. Uh, Yobbo orange. Yeah, I, I know that it was called. Quite, it got dubbed. But um, but anyway, yeah. So that, to me, if, if a manufacturer does something in wild colours, that's a good sign. Although the S3, yeah. you can buy that generation, that person looking at, in a colour called Viper Green. Okay, yeah. Which you mean. does excite it a little bit. I'd say a little bit. It does. If you've got the money to go for an S3 on this age, and if it's one of the newer ones and you're willing to spend a little bit more, my advice would be an RS3 if you want to go Audi. Because mm-hmm. you'll get a five-cylinder, a little bit more exciting, a lot more power. But to go for, I think it's 2016 onwards, they 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 basically changed, I, can't remember, I think they switched an aluminium block or something like that within the engine. So you, you can go to some remap companies and you could have 500 horsepower oh, okay. fairly easily. But if you don't want to remap it, it was still the engine to go for because yeah. it was sort of under performing from factory. So you should have okay. less issues. Whereas that EA AAA engine in the S3, it's not that it's highly strong, but the S3 has the sort of highest horsepower engine version of that they're doing. So it's just depends on, you know, how new you're buying it. Are you getting a warranty? All this sort of, yeah. sort of stuff. Was there a car you were going to say, Sam? No, no. no I've stuck okay. my head. Not not compared to those ones, anyway. No. So I, ho- I hope we've answered the question on that one. If we haven't, then by all means, just, just pop in another message to us and I can um, try You'll and answer You'll end up getting better. a whole podcast episode. Yes. <laughs> uh, this, is, oh, this is a question for Sam. Oh, I can't believe I didn't write your name next to it. Good. Fuel prices are really high. Did you send this in? <laughs> I actually, this. Do you know at the end? So I was, obviously, I've been taking... I wish you had a car currently. Because yeah. you laugh in our group chat constantly, and me, <laughs> and, me and our other friend talking about fuel prices. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, it's actually only 5p more, and it actually yeah, equates to £2 a tank. I do feel for you guys, only because I'm, I'm fortunate in that I have a job where I'm working from home yeah. almost all the time. I have to go in the train to London every now and again. But I'm, and so I haven't, obviously... Well, they make you fuel up the train. Yeah. 
How much yeah. does that cost? Do you know what? Trains are insane. So <laughs> do you know what? I don't feel that bad for you. <laughs> anyway, um, fuel prices are really high. Should I trade my car uh, in? They didn't. Say, so we got. What I was going to say for is, a sorry. bike. Yeah. <laughs> I got loads of, uh, I've been keeping the questions. Yeah, I think yeah. it's been five, maybe up to ten podcasts we haven't been doing questions. Yeah, so, yeah. So I've been, obviously, you know, making a little note, and then someone attending a similar one, I'd be like, oh, I'll try and answer that in one question. And then in the last two weeks or so, it was, like, I had no questions about fuel, and then all <laughs> almost all of about, them were about yeah. fuel. So I sort of just put this one in here, because I thought it's a good, someone's basically saying, they didn't, no one really sort of said, some people said, oh, I've got this car that car i think are good news guys the podcast that we're doing obviously we're filming as well and the camera has just died i think it has just died either that or the, the but uh... that's fantastic news for me because miles can turn off the um the dying sun let that we me... have in the corner of the room <laughs> let me check that it's uh sorry sam can you fill for a second i can because i can talk about fuel prices yeah okay, and well. i learned something well I, th- I think it's probably something that everyone's seen probably on social media and all this sort of stuff but on the so they're saying the average tank of fuel now on an average car we're lo- it's looking about i think it's about 100 pounds am i right in saying yes because it's about 50 litre so tank and do we're... you know without thinking do you know off the top of your head how much duty, as in taxes to the government, you're paying on a hundred pound tank of fuel? Roughly, fifty quid. Yeah. Is it fifty quid? But it's forty six pounds fifty. If your if your tank is a hundred pounds, you're oh. paying forty six pounds fifty in tax. Someone did a. It was one of those very heavily skewed videos to make their yes, point. To make it, yeah, yeah. But it was saying about um, like person earning minimum wage doing forty hours a week. And they're bringing home worked out about what was it? It's about four hundred pound a week, isn't it? So four, eight, twelve, sixteen. After you've paid the tax, you're left. After you've paid your tax and national insurance, you're left with about a thousand pounds. So it was less than sixteen hundred. Sorry. Um, and then it so it went into like if oh, so you, they were if doing a full paid, breakdown. Oh yeah, it yeah, was okay, like so if you say that your rent yep. six hundred pounds, I won't go into the boring details of all of that with yep. you. But it was basically saying that you know you pay half your tank of fuel they were they were budgeting on this person having one tank of fuel a month wow. like, where are they going nowhere in their car basically they did the breakdown if you're on minimum wage and you did all this yeah you had left at the end of the month so they did it was rent which was 600 quid so that was cheap electricity and gas they said was 100 which is about average because that's what we pay currently in our three bed house okay. yeah um they didn't do sky they didn't do anything like that wi-fi or anything like that sort of stuff Shopping, they said a hundred pound for the month. So, how much do you, you reckon you... someone had left on a after? So their take home after tax was one thousand and like sixty pounds. Is that what it is on yeah. wage? What you take home? So, what do you um, think their leftover was? I know um, this has gone off topic slightly, but it, it will come back. No, to no, it. it's a good, it's a good question. Well, I just want—I should have kept the video, and we, I could have got it all what up was now. The last but... thing you said, I just wanted to pick that. Oh, you said a hundred pound a month on. I'm not sure. On I food. Could... I'm so twenty five sure. pound a week. So they're t- they're obviously talking about someone living on their own. Yeah, but even so, I mean, that's very low amount. I mean, you're just eating a lot of pasta. Yeah, this is the problem because people. I know some people listen to this, but oh, you could eat for that. The problem is, you want to eat. You don't want to just be. You know, you want to have good food. Well, I mean, for comparison, for comparison, I mean, we spent we budget sixty to seventy pound a week on food. Yeah. Okay. For two of you. Yeah. 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 Just for the two of us, and that's and not that's you... not including buying pet food. 
no. and stuff like that. But I guess you also then you if you're out, you know, you might go out once a week or you might. No, just... it'd be stupid. I can't afford to do that. <laughs> uh, I don't remember the last time we were well, when we were in Amsterdam. But I mean, um, we're not we're not having meals every day of the week there. Oh, well, that's hold on. that's only we're only talking probably maximum of four dinners a week there. Yeah, and because I come here once a week, and then the weekends we don't buy food for. But you also save money because you don't have to pay for lunch in your job. No, that's true. Yeah, but that's, but that's what I meant as yeah. In yeah out. So yeah. for example, for me, if I think of I just um. I'll go to the shop sometimes at lunchtime and I think, oh, I'll just go and grab a sandwich on one of their yeah, deals. Yeah, if I do that, that would come out of my money. It won't come out of the joint yeah, account. But that that can be £20 a week. Yeah. Just if oh, you're easily, going to get yeah. one of those deals. Because yeah. they've all gone up in price. Anyway, um, how much you got left a week? A uh, month. Uh, sorry, a month. £200. No. Less? Much less. Oh. Um... This was, like I say, this was obviously, you. this was dramatically skewed to make their point. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, but it's 80... Sti- £67. I mean, it's tight. Of expendable it? income for the month. That's after you've paid your bills, your heating, your water. I'm not. And that, the, the thing that made me think it was a bit slightly heavily skewed because he said, oh, if he said 60 quid on electricity and 40 quid on gas because you don't like to have the lights on, you don't like to keep warm. And I was thinking, well, actually, we heat and electrify our home for with the new prices for about £90 a month for a three bed. Yeah with two of us and yep. it's not like we don't have anything on like i i come home i'll arrive home at about half four five ish i put the telly on and then i'll just sort of wander around the house so the tv's just on i will sit down it's not like i just turn it on and then walk off i will sit no, down no, and watch something, mean, but then i'll get up and yeah, think well yeah, actually yeah, i'll go put the washing on or something um but anyway to bring this back to fuel what i what i would say though is and what's that what i find is a bit shocking there isn't that they've got 70 quid disposable it's that a an 80 pounds unknown because every month I can ever think of, there's always a, a cost. Oh, there's always something, yeah. So, you know, I don't know, uh, someone you know needs you to lend them a little money. A or money, a birthday or comes up that you've forgotten about. Or you, you just you need to buy Christmas. little things. You need to buy some new socks for work because all... Uh, Whatever. I'm yeah. saying that because currently all of my work socks have all got holes in the heel. Oh, so I need to buy some more work socks. You've got work socks, socks for a little bit more. I yeah. said to myself, well, I'll wait until payday. Yeah, okay. which I, I, I'm no, I'm not claiming that I'm on the breadline. No, no, it's just. But you've this made month, that you know, there's a, li- there's a little bit tight this month. I spent a couple of bits on extra stuff and bits like that. Yeah. So it's like, well, if you this, keep buying seven four seven. This, you these, yeah, well, there is that. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. shush. As I said, I hope you're not listening to this, <laughs> yeah. Beyonce. But you, you've paid me for that, so it's fine. Yeah, there we go. Thanks for the money for that, by the way. That's all right. <laughs> I do like to sort you out every now and again, mate. <laughs> don't, I don't want people to think I'm a complete cretin. No, you're not. Um. But yeah, so bringing it back to fuel, the fact that it's just, it's annoying to me that there's all these people saying, we understand, we understand how hard it is for everyone. Mm. And even the the headmaster of the place where I work, the school that I work at, mm. um, they had a support staff meeting a, okay. few mo- uh, a month or so ago. I didn't go because I was, I had stuff to do and couldn't make the meeting at that time. Yep. It was a voluntary yep. thing. But one of the ground staff apparently did actually bring up and said, is there going to be a pay rise this year? To um, at least track inflation. Yeah, and yeah. especially for the ground staff, because then I don't, I don't want to bore people, but there's a, a GMA, which is the Grounds Management Association or something like that. Okay. That basically they have like a pay banding for what people should be on. Interesting. And the school that. currently, are, they've signed up to the GMA, but they're yeah. not actually within the banding at the moment. So the ground staff are just asking to be up with what the minimum for ground staff is. If you've signed up is. to it, then you need to be... Um, yeah. But the headmaster gave it the same as what the government are giving, which was 
there isn't going to be it's but we do understand everyone. how difficult it is for everyone we're all in the same boat we're all struggling it's like oh, we're not really in the same boat because you own two houses one of them being the house that is given to you by the school which is at the end of the school site so you Sam, walk sorry, across just, the I'll field cut off, Sam, just in case he's putting his job on the line here by having a whinge on our podcast <laughs> but you know what i mean it's i know what you mean i know what you mean i don't I, we're constantly told that they understand and everyone's doing everything they can yeah but when you're charging 50 pretty much 50 percent of your fuel bill is tax Mm. just to bring it back to the original point which is about seven minutes ago now it's not even the question (laughs) (laughs) oh it's not even got to the question yet i'm still filling are you done (laughs) with what you were doing with the light yeah no it's fine carry on surely they could do something i understand they are doing i understand that the the country does need to this is very british specific but i know they need to recoup all of the money they gave out during the pandemic and stuff there is a fuel from somewhere the fuel price going up is affecting um as far as i'm aware for, for where we have listeners, yeah. it will be affecting all of their countries. Oh, yeah, and all governments you are know. obviously trying to recoup some money from the COVID yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, scenario. But surely if they want to do something, they could just take a tenner per there's tank a, off of duty. You're still making 40-odd quid. Some short-term quid. stuff that you could do, um, certainly. Anyway, rant over about the government and, and fuel prices. people in high places. Do what was know, the actual question about fuel? I'll get to that. Do you know what <laughs> happened? Is that it's so hot in here, mixed with the phone having to have its camera and its torch on, just to give us an extra bit of light, that it it's just got too hot. Oh right, so, so it, it didn't run it... out of battery. It's no, just... no, it shut itself down as a security, well, like, oh, a, really? like a safety <laughs> thing. Because I clicked on it and it, show, it does show the battery's low. Yeah, but um, I mean, what? I'm not complaining in any way at all. No, you're not, because it was getting sort of unbearably I know. hot in here. Uh, but that's the problem. We so we've got like production lights we have to put on, and they do get. Hot. Yeah, so it's, it's it's just unfortunate we haven't uh, got thousands and thousands to spend on a, a you know, professional studio with aircon. The but... funny thing is that when we record uh, next week, yeah, when we come up to next week's recording, mm-hmm. it's going to be really cool next week. So, it, well, you uh, say really cool, but it's still twenty-two odd degrees, which to uh, me is still day. hot. So it's 17, 18. Or so. Sorry, yes. we're getting into the weather now. We're going somewhere. Right, what's the, the question? The question I'm was... really sorry about the last 10 minutes, but when Miles asked me to fill, <laughs> and I'm in the mood to Sam actually talk... straight to fuel prices. <laughs> well, I, I just went for the uh, relevant On a side note, on fuel prices, I uh, I told you the story that there's a person at my work that does the updates. Oh, yeah. And this is something they used to do as an article. Um, it gets a lot of web traffic, and they used to do it maybe three, four times a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. the changing in price. They've had to be doing this article every single day That's on mental, top of their other work because the record got broken every single day yeah as the in, last week or so as it? in you know the records it's never been that high so you have to do a, a good article about it because that's going to get traffic a lot of people are going to want it to is know insane when you think about it like it's just i don't know what it is like in other countries but obviously it's gone up in other countries i'm just saying i don't know what as the, far as the I'm prices aware, are it's uh we are but, we are as ever the middle ground between where it is cheaper in the US, but a lot of people in America cover a lot more miles. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And Europe, where it's a lot more expensive, but they do less, uh, or, or they do about the same as us, but they just they have even more taxes. Yeah. Okay. You always get these people that will go straight to the internet and they'll find the most expensive fuel station they oh, possibly course, yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'll say, "Look how expensive it is here," and you say, like, "Yeah, but you know, it's it, not quite it, relevant." It, yeah. Why are we arguing about how? Why we, we never do that when it's cheap. No one says, well, how cheap is it? You don't see some guy yeah. in uh, Dubai That's because going, nobody, oh. nobody wants to tell anyone because they'll all go there. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but what I was going to say was, you remember when we were younger and it was under a pound? Yeah. And then you remember when our parents and people of that generation were saying, it's broken a pound. This is, is outrageous. This is ridiculous. And if you yeah. think, genuinely, it's now almost a pound more expensive. Than yeah, that. yeah. 
That shows. That is insane. And it's just accepted and we just carry on with our lives. Typical Brits just yeah. come and carry on. And, yeah. you know. But um, what was the question? The question was that fuel prices are really high. Should I trade? Fuel prices are really high. Right, I've got something to say yeah. about fuel prices. <laughs> Should I trade in my car? Maybe buy electric. So I think there's two sides to this. First off, we I got that, that first bit of the question, which yeah. was fuel, fuel prices are really high. That's what kept coming to me. People were sort of saying, either do we know when they're going to change is there a reason why they're so high yeah so i'm no. just i'll quickly answer that there isn't a specific one thing that mm-hmm. we could say on the podcast of if for example the suez canal was blocked like it got, like happened <laughs> you know, I think it was, was it 2020 now not 2021 uh, yeah it probably was actually but if there was a, a tanker stuck sideways across it like that yeah and it was stuck for months then you could say yes the suez canal is blocked and they can't get fuel or they can't get petroleum products across yeah. the world they're struggling the same if it happened in the panama canal you know mm-hmm. if there was an answer like that we'd just say there's one answer unfortunately there's such a mix of reasons yeah that and so but what we would say and i think i think everyone can really understand this is that part of it is a little bit of shameless profiteering yeah well and i don't and know it's how just, much it, and it's just blatant blaming on the war in ukraine which I, is I what, which is just the reason for everything I find gas that prices have gone up, fuel prices have gone up, food prices have gone up, tax has gone up from the government. Oh, it's all because of the war. Yeah, I find that really sad because ultimately, you know, there's well, ultimately, it's not true. Yeah, in but a I lot mean... of instances, and you're also sort of just using people's despair and misery yeah. as your own. Excuses. I mean, there's people in Ukraine that are really, you know, having their yeah. We're definitely not making light of the situation at all. No, 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 we're not. But, but we're just saying that it almost seems like other people are. Yes, what that's yeah, yeah that's like the point, you said is yeah. that. To then just sort of point it there and you're like, yeah. It's like we can say in the UK, we don't get a large amount of our oil from Russia. No. It's a very small amount. Now, well, and like you said, we're exporting a lot of our... Of our North Sea oil. Yeah. So we actually have our own... And that's because we have these contracts and instead of saying, do you know what, uh, certain countries not to... And I'm not... This isn't having a pop at anyone. No, I should make that clear. But if in the US they had a fuel shortage and prices were spiking... They would generally stop exporting, and they'd well, say national. They they'd say national security. Yeah. And so we we are not willing to leave ourselves at a point where we haven't got enough fuel, which is fair enough. Why we yeah. don't? Why? We, but we should do that. <laughs> yeah. Why we we sort of will stand by our contracts and say, yeah, well, we'll just let the price keep going up, and, and we could be leading the line saying, ah, oh, our petrol's one pound ten. Yeah, you know because I mean? we've decided to use all we've kept yeah. it in house, and we're stopping all the record profits. <laughs> but again, we're not answering the question for this poor. Should we? No, but should we so go in EV? So that my... first bit we've answered. We yeah. don't. We can't put a specific uh, no. answer on why okay. prices are going up. There is a multitude of reasons. Different people are blaming different things. Mm-hmm. But one thing we can say is that we, and I'm pretty sure this. I don't think they have quite hit the very top yet. No, we're averaging. As we make this podcast, the average is about 186 yeah. pence per litre of petrol in the UK. Mm-hmm. You can do your sums to wherever you are in the world. Um, but, you know, I know because I know, for example, we use miles per gallon. They use litre, uh, kilometres per hundred, litres per hundred, kilometres per no, litre okay. yeah. in, in Europe. Yeah. Or 100 kilometres per litre, something like I can't remember. the. I remember having... Just quickly, I had some customers years ago. They had recently moved to the UK from oh, one okay. of the many European countries. There was a lot of people coming over. And we were driving a BMW, and they were really excited about this car. And they were just like, we never thought in our lives we'd be taking a BMW on a test drive. But the yeah. fact that we might own this car. We might car, buy it, yeah. And they said, what's the fuel economy? 
and I gave the answer like in the UK we do we give it in miles per gallon. He said, oh, do you know what that is in uh, kilometers in liters? And I remember trying to do this sum. It took me half the test drive because <laughs> I, I kept getting one of them wrong. And I told yeah. them one figure and they were like, oh. And I couldn't tell whether they were like, that's really good or, or that's, that's atrocious. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, that's where we are. I think it's still got a little bit more to go. I think yeah. we might hit that two pounds. And then after that, then once we hit that two pound litre for petrol, we might then start to see a bit of relief come off the other end. So. But yeah, that's just what we'd say about that. Should you change your car? There's two factors, and I'm sure Sam will have something to say about it. But what I would say is, first off, it depends what you own. So mm-hmm. Because it, if you own a Prius and you're saying, shall I switch to an EV? It's like you're basically trading out of a car that's very good on fuel yeah. and, and is very reliable to go to spend a huge quantity of money to then run on electricity, which... Well, you've spent a huge sum of money and then you're going to have to spend more money. You are going to have to fill it up with your electricity. So, you know, the, the recoup is just isn't going to happen. Yeah. If you're, if you're in a... I'd say going to hybrid would be my answer. My yeah. answer isn't going to be as long as yours, so I'll just interject yeah, on. and say that if you do... Yeah. But I, I'd like to. I'd like to just go for a hybrid. Yeah, like a Corolla hybrid yeah. or something like that. If yeah. I could, or something like that. So I've that ge- that would be my answer. I've genuinely thought of getting us, for the miles driven, a... Um, like a, a short-term Corolla. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, for like six months. Yeah, because good. I'll use it for work. Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, because we could have it as a test vehicle for things, but then it's just, you do other sums, and mm-hmm. it's just what else we could do with, you know, um, budget for the show and stuff like that. But yeah. because of where fuel prices are, you kind of think, do are we at a point where people should be looking more and more about switching into a hybrid? Now, the other side of this is, if you drive a five-litre 4x4, then... Yeah, it probably will be an advantage for you to <laughs> yeah, switch to something. You definitely more. save some money. However, your car is probably not worth that much during. The, the, I had this when. I can't remember when petrol prices really hit high when I was selling cars, but there was a certain mm. point. And people were coming in in, you know, three, four, five litre, um, you know, and any, everywhere in between German prestige cars. Yeah. And they wanted to trade in to get something cheaper. And then they were almost insulted when I gave them a valuation on their car. And I would say to them, why do you think it's so, you know, what, I'm not trying to, to do you over here, but who do you think is going to buy your car? Yeah. They have to why, sell it. Yeah. People don't do the whole calculation. Like, you want to get rid of it because it's not regular on fuel. Shockingly, so nobody does everyone. Want, nobody wants to buy it. Yeah, <laughs> everyone wants to get out of them. Not many people want to buy them. If you, it's, unless it's you. Unless it's me. I'm first in the queue to buy. Yeah. And there was a few people that bought and then did very well because they managed to buy it sort of it, the stuff that then became uh, desirable not mm-hmm. not all of it did but yeah. if you had something that was a bit desirable at the time it wasn't because it was so heavy on fuel and then fuel prices normalized then you can do okay but yeah your advice now would be to go and buy a, a v8 range rover pretty much <laughs> yes <laughs> that's that and it was stand by that yeah <laughs> just because th- this is the point where they would probably be i mean if fuel went to uh, 50 pence a liter Everybody would want one. Every, everybody just would be like, well, it doesn't matter what I buy now. I might as well enjoy a V8 while I can. Or, yeah. I mean, I'm not everyone. People who drive a... Which is why fuel won't ever go back down to that sort of price. Because, because they don't be want people driving those things No, that's, that's the other side. That's why I think on the side of governments who are trying to push for electronic adopt, uh, EV adoption and everything else, yeah. why do they want prices to really come down? The, well, they don't. The other side of this is if you're in something that's very efficient, so if you're doing something that's not very efficient, you have to remember, yes, you'll save money on fuel, but if you're going to lose a load of money on your car that you trade in, 
you're still not going to recoup it up in the fuel saving. No. Because let's say you get something that's twice as fuel efficient and you spend £100 a month on fuel. Well, let's say you spend £200 a month on fuel. Yeah. Now you're spending 100 So in a year, you'll, you'll save £1,200. Mm-hmm. If you trade in a vehicle and you get 3000 less for it, unless you, know, you make that saving for the next three years, yeah. then and, even, and even then, you're only at even. Yeah. So it's, you have to do that calculation. Would I switch to an EV? Don't forget, uh, electricity prices are going up. Yeah. Just and as much. Go up again. And the, the worst part is actually, if you charge at home, maybe not so bad. But if you are someone that covers a bit of distance or will have to use the charge network, yeah. it's getting to a point where you can easily spend 30 to 40 pounds on a full fill up at like a motorway service yeah, station. Okay. I say a fill up, but you know, a full charge. Yeah. yeah. And. Yes, it'd be quick. You know, you, you have a full charge. I say quick in relative terms. You might have a full charge in say an hour, but you, but if you had something like a Toyota Igo, you'd have a full you'd have a full tank for around the same sort of price in yeah. about a minute. Yeah, exactly. My partner had a, an Igo while she was at university, and she kept it for a little bit after that. Yeah, that good thing, cars. It would it did sixty five miles to the gallon, no matter how you drove it. Even the newer ones, which are slightly bigger. Yeah, yeah, they they're still, almost better cars because yeah, they've yeah. got a little bit more room to them now. Yeah, and again. Small engine, very cheap to maintain. Yeah. So this is where I think there's a whole. I'd be tempted to have one of those. Yeah, the little Agos. Yeah. I mean, if you were looking new, you can only get the Ago Cross now, which is a little bit bigger. But I mean, it's still, it's still a small car. Yeah. And I realistically, I wouldn't be buying new, would I? No, no. <laughs> so you just be buying it. But yeah, the that's the thing is, you've got to do. I say a whole sum. Um, would I switch to an EV right this second? If you were at a point right now, where you were going to buy another car, as in. Your three-year lease has come up. Yeah. I would probably be tempted to agree with you, Sam, and I'd say go for maybe a plug-in hybrid if yeah. you have a lease. And so if you're going to pay for it out of your own pocket and it's, and it's like you've got to finance it and you can't get a good finance deal, either go for a regular hybrid or just don't worry too much because the plugins, as we did our podcast about 20-ish podcasts ago. I can find out if it's labelled. Uh, it, it will be. be. Yeah. Will and it would have been one of our first 20, I think, that we did. And uh, hold the line. We we sort of did a breakdown on that one, and what we found was that all of the plugins were you know you, we had to sort of change our expectation for what the price would be, and it was a lot higher than what we thought it would be. So uh, if you're paying monthlies and you get a good offer on a on some sort of plugin, then you can go for that. Especially if you do cover a, like Not s- used electric cars. Um, no. I don't think so. Okay. No. Uh, I think it was early. Ish ah, plug-in hybrids episode 25 exactly half the half, podcast to go half uh, just yeah. in case you hadn't heard it's the 50th episode Woo! yeah there we go yeah <laughs> um yeah so if if you're at that point where you are at a switchover point go into the dealer and see what deal they'll give you on a plug-in and if it's the same sort of payments as you're currently making and you like the car then yes if you're going to try and make a decision of possibly losing some money on yours getting out of a lease early or getting out of a payment or finance thing early uh maybe not maybe you i think you would lose so much on the deal yeah especially because if you've got a car you want to get out of it's probably heavy on fuel and shockingly no one wants to buy it you know apart from me and i don't want to buy yeah. anything that's got any value to it no <laughs> you want something that's broken but it's got a really really uneconomic engine in it yeah if you're driving around in a 4.2 liter supercharged v8 range rover it's broken of, yeah, from 2006, and it's really on its last legs, then... Give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, I hope we've answered that question for you. But my, I would. I be... feel like we spent a good amount of time on the question. It might not have been talking about the question. No, it might have been talking about elements of it. But we were talking about the but question. You know what? I just say that was probably because of how the questions came into us, and I sort of put them together as yeah, one. Most of the questions that was that for at least the last couple of weeks, some form of that question has yeah. been. So we had to spend a bit more time on it. Um, switching to electric, I think it's a bigger decision. It's have you got a driveway? Have you got a place to charge it? Have you got a good energy deal? And how many long journeys do you realistically do yeah. where you're going to have to use the charging network? And that's all the things you've got to think about. Yeah, I mean, like, if you, do you know what? If you want to save money, buy Britain's cheapest car, which is a Citroen Amy. Costs £7,800. 46 miles it will do on a full charge. It's a quadricycle, technically. Uh, which means you have to have a motorbike license to drive it. You don't ah. need a full license. No, you don't. No, you don't need. A, you, if you have a full license, you can drive oh, it as okay, well. Cool. You can, but it's, you know, but that would be if you're just saying I want to save a load of money. However, that is probably not an answer for almost all of our listeners. No, I'd say so. Unless you <laughs> live in the centre of London or one of the big cities, and you just commute in the city, and you have a charge point at home, and it, it's answer. And yeah. yes, that's a very cheap car. Not much to it. I loved the marketing. They're only selling it in left-hand drive. Okay. And so the people doing the marketing thought, right, how do we sell this to people that were not selling it in a right-hand drive because they probably haven't got enough market because it would only be sort of us, Hong Kong, maybe bits of Australia, but probably not. Oh, okay. You know, for the right... And then India and places like that. So mm-hmm. it would have... There's enough right-hand drive people. Yeah. People, countries. Just not market But wise. for market for this yeah. small sort of city car. So they're just going to do it left-hand drive, and they said, We've, "We're doing that because you can get in and out on the uh, on the sidewalk side, oh, on, okay. on the pavement <laughs> side, to make it easy to just jump in and jump out wherever you're going." And I thought, so right. you, you've seen a delivery van, yeah, and you thought, "Genius, we'll nick that as an idea." Yeah. <laughs> Next, like, what's question. the famous one? Like a FedEx van, yeah, UPS. Yes, UPS is yeah, over in America. They obviously yeah. put them in right-hand drive, and yeah, then over yeah, here yeah. we have them. Uh, you'll see them in left-hand drive, mm-hmm. so they can just jump in and jump out. <laughs> right. Uh, we yeah, I, I will try and get a few done quickly here, but no promises. <laughs> <laughs> right, starting to do small jobs on my car. This is actually this might be a good Sam question. But starting to do small jobs on my car. Want to buy my own tools? Just basics for now. Advice. So just the basic starter car tools that you would use that you sort of. You, you can get. I tell you what, you can get some reasonable, and I say reasonable. Well, if you want to get name the tools, well, like spanners, for example, well, yeah, get, or, or wrenches. But what I was going to say was, you can get some bulk-ish yes. deals online. They're not cheap. So if you're expecting you could get a bulk deal for like hundred quid, no, we're talking uh, into the hundreds. Well, what for like a you... for a bulk deal that's going to get you, you'll probably get a, you'll get a tool chest. Yes. So it depends if you want to go. It depends how much you've got to spend. Yeah. If you've got a toolbox already and you just want to put a few things in okay. there. Okay. Well, a decent socket set. I was going to say, a socket set is an absolute that's must. Range, hold on. That's ranging from small sizes. So we're so talking the quarter sort of... inch, uh, three eighths inch, and half inch. Yeah. You should, unless you regularly are going to be using it to remove large bolts, just go for a three eighths. Yeah. Do yeah. you remember? Oh. Uh, you with the three eighths, and you were like, "I'll try and get the wheel off with it." And I'm like, "I don't think you can be able to with the three eighths, mate." I've got a half inch, and you were yeah. like, "Oh no, don't worry." And I'm walking off to the half inch, and yes, you kicking the three eighths. Worked though, didn't it? Uh, well, it worked in destroying your tool. I've still got the bit over here. Ah, oh. what the, was the one I used to bring from work? 
That was a half. Oh, okay. So that so works I think, fine. I think half's a good... If, you, if you're only going to buy one... Half's great I as long as you're not... A good like, for example, go. you would struggle to get um, the smaller headed well, bolts. Like, Say on an airbox, it's just like a 12 mil or something on the yeah, top. Yeah, but you, I mean, they, we had it in those. Uh, it went it down did. to eight. I you think. did, but you've got a lot of power and you could quite easily just snap on those tiny bolts. Yeah, but if you could only get one, I think yeah. it's a good middle ground to start with. So I would say you either have to go half inch and because you can get a quarter inch set for like oh, for, yeah, for really, chips, really cheap. Yeah, yeah. So you either get a half inch with a couple of extensions on the end. Yeah. And, and then, then just get, get a really small, small one. Yeah, yeah, just so you can do all the little jobs. Or if you're tight for space yourself, just yeah. get three eighths with a lot of and, and accept the fact that, that it won't it will be sort of a jack of all trades. Yeah. So from that sockets, uh, spanners, spanners, or wrenches that say, depending on how you put it. Uh, you need some sort of screwdrivers. Spanners. Oh, and add on to the spanners an adjustable because there will be a job that you're doing where you don't have the right size spanner. And you'd be amazed because you? yeah. we've looked at yeah, them, how many really spanner would. sets do not go 6, 8, 12. No, yeah, yeah. Six, sorry, this 6, 8, 10, 10 12, 14, 16, 20. They'll go 6, 8, 10, 12, 18, 20. And, you'll and they'll miss 16. out the middle ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you'll be so there, definitely like. get an adjustable. Uh, I would... Oh, from there. Okay. Okay, I've got two I've got two more things to yeah, add for that. I was gonna say if you do a lot of interior stuff, yeah. Trim pull uh, you can buy trim oh, okay, uh, tools right, yeah. to like pull trim off. Yeah. They're like six or seven pounds off eBay. But they're little plastic tools. Now if you are gonna be say doing a speaker system, buy yeah, those okay. things. Don't use a screwdriver, you will destroy your interior. Yeah, don't do what Sam would do. Like, do you remember when I was uh, <laughs> when we were very, very light on tool again, that ST one seventy didn't have many tools. Screwdriver was fatter, didn't I? No, no. Do you remember the? I was trying to get the radio out. And, oh, and I've thought, got that video somewhere. I'll leave with it, a claw hammer. Yes, <laughs> I'll leave it out with a hammer. It'll be okay. And destroyed the um, hazard. Well, you started button. off very. To be fair, you started off quite delicately, and then genuinely, the video I have is you going. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yes, like, it's coming out because <laughs> it had been half hour. <laughs> yeah, and we just didn't have the the tools. So yeah, don't use yeah trim tools. I was going to say a metallic bowl. Yes, that's a really so good you one. Can get, so you can bolts. get you can get metallic, sorry, magnetic. Yeah, you can get magnetic bowls, so you can stick it to anything metal that's nearby, yes. and you can put your screws and bolts and yeah. nuts and stuff in it, and they won't roll away because otherwise you'll get to the end, put everything back together, and go, "Ha, huh, where's, where's the one, one nut gone?" Yes. <laughs> uh, and really... the other thing, uh, two more things. Sorry for me, a torch, small torch, quite powerful, good small one. torch, and you'll agree with this. One of those. Um, like they're long adjustable on a stick mirrors. Yeah. So they're called telescopic mirrors, potentially, I think maybe. Are. Yeah. But you can so get basically it, it'll tilt to any angle and yes. it's on a long stick. So you can get it behind something and have a look at what you're yep. doing. And then if you want to do a few Oh and a jack. A jack stick, <laughs> yeah. And and you need to get axle stands. Do not probably a better jack than comes with the car as well. Like you want a proper yeah, trolley. Yeah, you, you want, want a trolley jack. jack. Look, if there's if there's, I mean if any of the tools we mentioned, you're thinking, Can I go for a cheap one? A lot of these things, we would always say try and go for the best one you can afford. Yeah. But if you really are tight on money, if you buy those tools, the worst thing you're going to do is the tool will break. Yeah. Uh, get a decent jack. And axle stands. <laughs> do not go for the cheapest And one. don't get them off eBay. Well, unless it's from a reputable seller. Who's yeah, unless it's from a, a, a shop on eBay. Yeah, yeah. But don't get it. A set, few... don't, do not buy. Like Dave on eBay is selling yeah, his Yeah, don't set, buy secondhand like, no. safety tools. Basically, so when we talk, yeah. like, like you said, jacks. And um, axle stands, chocks. Yeah, yeah, all this stuff is really... 
I mean, spanners and stuff. You, if they break, that's it, fine. you're probably not going to hurt. You, you break the tool. There's a chance. I mean, if you're just starting out, it seems like overkill. Maybe get yourself a pair of safety glasses. It's a good just one, in actually. case something splits. No, no, it's I don't. And they're cheap. I, it's very hypocritical because I don't. Oh, wear them. No, you Unless, don't. Oh, I do now when I'm working under cars. Yeah, yeah, because well, if a bit anything, of rust comes off and gets in your eye or it's anything, just, it's uh, get get some um, uh, some like what they called silicon, not silicon, the gloves that you can get latex gloves. Oh, I wouldn't get latex ones. And not what are they, they called get, though? Get do you really know the, sweaty. But you know the ones I mean. Just go and get a pair of workman's gloves. Workman's gloves, whatever. It's just that when you go take... to go to any hardware store, so for us, B and Q, Wicks, anything yeah. like that, and there'll be two or three pounds for a pair. Seems like a lot, but they will. No, you get the ones. They're sort of. They're not rubber coated inside. It's like a. I don't know what you describe it as. I think it is mm. a type of rubber, it's but it's not rubber. squeaky rubber. It's no. like grippy rubber. Uh, they are worth their weight in gold when you have to do like a brake job. Because by the yeah. time you've got a wheel off, which you've still is got gen- a pair of mine, haven't you? I have. Yeah, from the brake job. <laughs> yeah. Because once you've got your hand around anything around the wheel area, you spend five minutes. Your hands are completely caked in dirt. And I know some people are like, "Oh well, you know, man off about it." Yeah. That's you still fine. get a bit of dirt through the gloves that you've got. You will. You will still get your hands dirty. The problem is, is that once you start, if you sweat and your hands are dirty and you're trying to maneuver bolts or whatever else and trying yeah, to, yeah, it's just chaos. It just becomes an uglier job to do. Yeah, and it, just to save and yourself, you get a more disillusioned bit, with the work. Exactly that. Uh, if you are wanting to do brakes, you need a brake. Uh, separation yes tool. you definitely need a brake rewind tool yes that's for rear <laughs> brakes uh, I, I would actually advise you if you're going to do rear brakes don't do it no, just well, don't just take it no. just take it to quick fit problem it's honestly not worth it rear brakes need usually a rewind tool whereas the front ones the piston can just be pushed back and there's a cheap sort of piston pushback tool you can buy for like three or four pounds right okay uh, but for the rears if you buy the cheap rewind tool m- most of the time it won't work as sam and i found out and then you'll try and buy the more expensive one. Do you remember we bought the cheap one? We did, but just as a quick caveat, yes. I remember talking on a podcast recently about the brakes. Did we say we were going to do a whole segment at some point on that? Yeah. Because we didn't say what the mistake was we made. Yes. Okay, cool. That's yeah, fine. we're saving that for a yeah, future episode. Um, if you do the rears, if you buy the cheap tool, it won't most likely, depending on the situation you're in, <laughs> it won't extend far enough. Yeah. You won't be able to get enough purchase on it and it won't spin back. Yeah. So, and then you will try and go buy the more expensive ones and find that, you know, you can't buy it here, you can't buy it there. And these are your brakes. So once you've started the job, you've st- you, the job has to be completed. Your car's stuck. As we found. Yes. <laughs> uh, is there anything else really important? I'm just trying to think anything around the Just to show how drastically wrong that went. My, I know we're going to talk about it yeah, on yeah. a separate podcast, but I did have to get my partner to get up three days on the trot an hour earlier than she would and yes. she's not good in the mornings yeah so that i could take her to work and take her car to go to work myself because your car was just dead in my uh, yeah. space outside yeah um, anyway that's a story for another day the only other thing i think i would say if you want to do basic maintenance on yourself uh, yourself and you've got a car that you're not worried about um, having a dealer stamp wd-40 wd-40 and uh what's the other stuff that's in the orange Ooh. can Yes. Like the loosening stuff. Yeah, because we tried WD-40 on a couple of things and we yeah, needed it's something. Like, it's like, if you've got like a, fluid, Yeah, pen, that's it. I think that's what yeah. it is. But WD-40 can do that, but this was a particular... Yeah. Anyway, what I was going to say is, for basic maintenance, you want to be able to service your car. Mm-hmm. So you need something that will get the uh, you, uh, the socket sets we've suggested. We'll probably yeah. get the sump 
um, unless you've got a voxel, out. at which point you need a special thing to go on the end of it. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then you need something to catch the oil in. And don't just say, oh, I'll catch it in a bottle. You won't. It'll be all over your driveway. Yeah, get a, you need a proper pan for it, and uh, not a pan from your kitchen. <laughs> you can buy extractors, which you put then in the top of the engine and pump the oil out. But, it's a bit excessive. Uh, some cars now say they require it. I don't know. It's to me, you're not going to get all the oil out, and it's a more expensive way of doing this. Yeah. I'm assuming someone who wants to learn probably hasn't got a brand new car. They've got a car they they can sort of practice on, if you like. Yeah. And so, uh, I would get just the the basic kit to do a service, which is a case of socket sets, probably a screwdriver to get clips and clamps on mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Some oil, <laughs> oil, and then somewhere to Filters. a way of capturing the oil and. Do not try and reuse as much as attempted, but the sump plug. Yeah. Once you've taken it off, just go and buy another one. Seriously, they're like, they're not that expensive. If you put a sump plug back in, mm -hmm. and it may be fine, but if it's not fine, it will drip oil, and then you'll have a drip, dripping oil, and you'll have to go and redo the job. Everything. You, you can't now take it off without yeah. all the oil coming out. Yeah. So all your fresh oil that you just paid all this money for is now going to be in a pan just... and also remember you need to warm the car up before you before yeah. you try and take the oil out that's probably yeah, don't make it obviously hot but yeah warm it warm it just up let the oil flow around the engine for a minute too. anything else so uh not um, something more might come to me while, we'll, yeah, while we're talking about but, but i, I think, think you so. made a really good point on the jacks and axle stands do not cheap out on that that is literally your life yeah uh, if, if you if you want to get second-hand tools off ebay or other tools, reselling sites yeah. facebook marketplace fine get them all off there for a tenner yeah. If you someone's selling a job lot of tools, everything you could possibly need to service a car for a tenner, get it, throw the axle stand away, throw the jack away, and throw the chops away, and then go and buy some that are <laughs> yeah. worth some money. Yeah, exactly. Just they don't have to be ultra expensive. Your jacks no, no, no. from Halfords, uh, for example, it which is. it was, it wasn't cheap. No, but, it but it's you know no. you're not gone and bought like no, a no. a Draper one or something like that. No, 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 I haven't bought a special tool for it. I just and I bought that years ago, and it was just because it was in a set. Yeah, and I works, did the exact thing of I'm going to go to a shop. I'm gonna buy it brand new, yeah, and then it's and it's worked for me since. But just it's just not worth it, you know. You just hear too many stories that are sad where someone has really injured themselves, yeah, and it was for the sake of spending ten more minutes prepping, yeah, just or an that, extra ten twenty quid and yeah, it's that whole thing of you know you measure twice you cut once. Mm -hmm. So if you check everything, not something you do. <laughs> <laughs> if it's safety, you know, I'll I'll make sure. Well, like when we've done work, I'll make sure the axle stands right. They've got the weight. And then give the car a quick move. Like, no, I'm not trying to. I'm not yeah. trying to get it off the stand. But is there and anything? Then, and then send your mate under anyway. And then send Sam under. Yes. <laughs> but then I'll put also put the jack there as well and a spare wheel. Like, just I want as much backup yeah, yeah. Yeah. for when or if anything was to happen, and I'm not under the car. Sam is because yeah. I'll put him under. You there. don't. You don't want to lose your labour. Exactly. Can you imagine? I, uh, You'd have to pay someone. Then. I'd have to get uh, my other friend, and he would be well, use less than useless. I, I mean, he'd, yeah, <laughs> I'd have to drive to him for a start. It's two hours away. <laughs> Next question: um, Have you thought of bringing in guests? Yes, I'd yeah. love to. Miles says it's a logistical nightmare. Uh, we will, in time, get guests. I need to. There's a few hurdles that need to be overcome. Do you Once... think we could, me and and guest, could share a microphone? If we sat reasonably close together. So the problem would be is the recording would work, but once it's edited, it would be... It depends on... I know people listen to us and they might say, oh, we don't mind having worse sound quality for an episode. The trouble is, I would only know, um, as I'm editing that particular episode, if I'm able to get both of your voices to match up enough 
Okay. Maybe, that one Maybe we should do a trial, trial just to see if we could, because there's a few people that would like could. to come on. I know that your partner would like to come on just oh, to, really would, for a yeah. five ten minute. Even if they just came, even if they just came in for five ten minutes and we asked them a couple of questions or they gave their opinion on something. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's people that you know I've known who I've worked with and stuff like. Yes, yeah, I know. And Will, like I know Will would like to. Yeah, there's loads of people that would be good to get on. It's just, I don't. I don't You're right. It'd be better if we just had a third microphone that you could then yeah just or, like tack on. Even if there was a way I could get. Uh, them to have a mic the the trouble is and i won't bore people with our setup but the way our microphones work and i know sam doesn't really sort of listen to me too much when i talk so about it doesn't this. really doesn't understand anything no, i speak into this sometimes miles will gesture at me that i need to come closer yes because i sort of just drift off to become more comfortable but <laughs> half of that microphone effectively is not recording like the back half of it mm-hmm. is not recording so that it it doesn't really pick me up yeah and the same with mine that's the way that we set it up for a podcast. The trouble is, if someone sits between us, unless they've got one of these type of microphones that would cut off what's around them, yeah, you would echo through their microphone. Okay. But, I mean, but if, if it will, was a case of we had a guest and they had to sit a bit further away yeah, or whatever. Yeah. We, we can definitely do something, and in time... We will. We definitely will. There's not. It's not a question of uh, if, it's just a question of when. Yeah, because there's only so long you and I can talk to each other. I mean, it's been 20-odd years so far. Yeah. But I think there's probably a finite amount of... That's fine. I'll just replace you, mate. Okay, cool. That's fine. It's, <laughs> it's, it is called the Miles Driven, so I'm yeah. not going to fight that one too hard. I'll, I'll get onto the website one day and it'll just be uh, Sam abuse. <laughs> I'll be picking up the phone to fight again. Oh, good. Uh, ba- good. I mean, good, bad. Good. News, babe. I'm going to be home for dinner every night this week. <laughs> um, so, yes, that will come in time. And we, we are, have genuinely looked into a few different ways that we can do it. We may even do it as we don't use any of our microphones and we have an episode that just uses... Do you remember when we first started out and we had to use basically one setup and then it sort of recorded the room mm-hmm. so it caught both of us? Yeah. We could do something like that. Okay. And that would be fine for three of us. It's just that it's a step back in audio quality. Yeah. But well, I mean, it's something we can just do like a, a two-minute chat and you can well, we could do an episode like it i mean let's face it when we no, but I mean, started, as a we test to. we could do oh, like yeah. a two minute thing yes. and then you could play it back and see if it worked yeah definitely so yeah in time um i say and not in which not means your partner is going to be the first guest <laughs> probably <laughs> she's really. actively here yeah <laughs> next uh i've got we did small jobs big guests this was a really good question is actually something we were just touching on earlier someone was just insane they want to enjoy cars but they haven't really got um, the budget, the money, you know, which a lot of people I think are facing at the minute. So they want to be able to enjoy vehicles, cars, they, they have a passion for it. How can they do so without um, spending a lot of money buying a car? And what can they do just to be around cars a little bit more and enjoy the scene? Now, we spoke about motor shows just mm-hmm. there. Most shows, generally speaking, they're not really expensive. No. You can get a motor show ticket for say thirty ish pounds, dollars, wherever euros, well, wherever you are. I can add on to that. Go on. But yeah. You could most Sundays. I know this because again, a different previous partner's mum's boyfriend. <laughs> it's a long sentence. <laughs> who owned an MGB? Oh, used yeah. to go to a car show every Sunday. 
Oh, like a meter. There's a lot. No, just like country, like in countries, countryside car shows. Oh, right. Okay. So there would be hot dog stands and burger vans and stuff, and people just meet up with older type cars. Yeah. Some new stuff. Was that like Facebook? They sort of. Had I don't. Do you know what? I was because my partner loves older type cars, and she's yeah. like, "I'd like to do that one someday." I'm like, oh, that's great. I don't know how to go about finding one. Yeah. I mean, I so I can't give you any advice, but I know that they're not expensive. Like we're talking five quid entry. Yeah, any of the, any classic cars. If it's if it's classic cars you want to be around, they'll generally have an owners forum. Yeah, and we're talking about people that are probably a little bit older and who don't maybe don't use Facebook, so they will have a forum as a website. Yeah, and if you go there, I bet you could find where their next meeting. Yeah, is. I just don't, I I don't know how he went about finding them, but you can. No. But there's, there's also that sort of thing. Uh, say the social social media. Um, com- um, yeah, and just look locally. If, you, if you've got a local airport or small, not like yeah. I'm not talking about Gatwick, but <laughs> you don't nip down there on a Tuesday. <laughs> you've got like a local something. airfield. Yeah, they tend to host classic car. Meets. Yes, they usually call it something the... like pistons and props and stuff like that. Don't there's they? Uh, there's two places near you, Sam. One of them. I know is... one of them's got one called Piston and Props in the next that's few a, weeks. That's <laughs> at Air, Airfield. Yeah, and then you have Santa Pod Raceway. Yeah, they Dragon do something every strip, weekend. And that's pretty yeah. much... I mean, they, they do Rung What You've Rung, uh, where you can go along... The tickets for that are not very expensive, but then they have car shows in between. Yeah. So you can do things like car shows. Mm-hmm. And I say, if it's newer cars you're into, there's a... Fortunately, um, I didn't actually check where you were messaging from, but if you are in the UK, uh, France has a few good most shows, Germany will have quite a lot. Uh, uh, because Volvo are in Sweden, I imagine they'll have one up yeah. in uh, Sweden. Obviously, the US will have quite a lot. If you're in Australia, they'll have some there. And across other European nations, there will be. So there will most likely be. But if you're in the UK, we're fortunate we get quite a lot of motor shows yeah. here. I think it's just a case of doing a bit of a search around your local area, yeah. seeing what comes up. Just a quick Google to start off with, and yeah. then you'll fall down a rabbit hole of finding websites. Then you'll get onto owners' yeah. forums and... So I know that's not necessarily giving you the driving experience, but at least you're around cars. Yes, yeah. and then, but that could lead to other things. It, it definitely, hundred percent. Because when I went to do a supercar thing, a chap was saying to me, "It's because he took us for that hot lap at the end." He said, "Oh yeah, you know, if you're into it, you should, you know, you just go buy yourself a cheap car, and you can get a track day. You know, it's, it's quite cheap these days. You can get a track, you can pay to go on a track for the day for five hundred quid." And I was thinking, "Oh well, you're out of touch with reality." <laughs> yes. aren't you? So you that's, can. I think yeah. you can do it for less. You can probably. open track days in Maybe some. Not. He might have said 150 pounds, but either way, say, it's still quite expensive. It is, but if you really love this sort of stuff and you go and buy yourself, um, Citroen C2, Saxo, Saxo VTR. Uh, Saxo VTRs have got collectible. Oh, so okay. That's what I was going to say. Like a C2. Yeah, yeah. That's the newer one, and they're not quite collectible yet. Yeah, no. Well, um, for obvious reasons. Yes, but well, they will. Uh, no doubt they will be. But that, you could probably pick one up for a thousand pounds. And then go do a track day for 100, 100, 150 pounds. You might break it. Yeah, that's the only other side of it. And you need track insurance, so it can get expensive. The other, the other things I was going to say is car museums. Um, there's lots of them. I went okay, to a couple yeah. when I was in the US. I went to a couple in Australia. I've been to ones in Sweden. There are quite a few dotted around Europe. And well, the good thing with a car museum is sometimes they will have a few. Uh, vehicles that are you know they'll have some space outside right and they'll sort of do passenger rides in an old car or something like that okay, and you pay that's cool. they're not asking a lot of money to do this uh there's uh there's one not too far from where sam and i live i'm completely blanking on the name of it but the admission is something like 15 ish pounds mm-hmm. so that's another way just to be because that there you will find some supercars 
Yeah. So if you, you just want to be, you could do something like Goodwood as well, which could, is a bit more expensive. Yeah. But but I think for a lot of people, yourself. you know, they they haven't really ever spent any time near a Ferrari. Yeah. An Aston Martin, a Lamborghini. Yeah. They just they might have seen one pass them once on the road, or they might have seen one just drive off, driven by someone who's absolutely gunning it. Yeah. But if you go to a place like a museum, you can actually just spend ten minutes just looking at it and just thinking, wow, you know. Never, didn't realise it had that curve in it. And you've seen it on a picture, but to see these cars in real life is a completely different experience. Yeah, definitely. The other thing I would pick up, and it's what I was doing for a while, and it can open some opportunities for you, is to get into photography. Yeah. And then going into... Well, it wasn't to, too difficult for you, was it, to be fair? No, but I had um, history in the most trade. Yeah. And because of that, and because I could show that I had a history of writing stuff, oh, okay. and I used to do pictures when I was in the most... So I had a bit of... An advantage there um but you could buy a reasonable camera on ebay or on you know from a camera specialist yeah used it's going to cost a few hundred pounds to get something that's good enough and then start taking some pictures put it on your instagram get a little bit of a following and then there's many types of online collecting i'm uh, sorry i was going to say collecting but it's auction sites collecting cars is one of them yeah that's what i just okay. picked me you know, my <laughs> Lots of classics uh, that that trade online, and they want good quality pictures. And they'll sometimes ask, "Can you go to the house, take a load of pictures, get a description, and ask the owner to take you out in it?" Yeah. And you might just get to go out in something that's not. Or, or the owner might say, "Look, as long as you've got insurance, go and take the car out, check that that you're yeah. able to report back that it works." And all of a sudden, you know, in a year where you didn't think you'd drive anything, you get to drive maybe fifteen or twenty. They, they, I mean, they, they're probably not going to be million-pound Ferraris. No. But it might just be something. Well, like, sometimes the other stuff's more exciting. Exactly. And and you'll remember them. You know, when I drove that Maserati um, that was a, that was on the, the classic yes. site, and I really like that car. Just mm-hmm. There's no reason for me to sort of pick that one out of anything else. But no. that was a great car to drive, and I, I've driven one now, you know, which I wouldn't have. I would take that away driven. from you. Exactly that. But I wouldn't <laughs> never have... I've driven one had I not been doing the photography. So that's another angle you can approach yeah, it from. Definitely. Question this came in a lot of different ways, so I've just uh slimmed it down to best road trip. Sam. Annoyingly it's probably gonna be with you, isn't it? Probably. <laughs> Which is incredible. Ah You've Actually, had some good long drives though. Yeah, no, I'm gonna say when we went to the Lake District. Okay. Last yep. year. And just because the drive was we stopped off in Liverpool on the way out there. Yeah. So we took a slight detour. But, I mean, most of it was obviously motorway driving. But it's the company and... What yeah, you, exactly. I mean, the, 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 the thing, question is just best road Things trip, you're listening to, where you're stopping, car. you know. Yeah. We had a laugh on the way out um, when she'd got off the phone to BT, which she spent two hours on the phone to BT. But <laughs> I had, I didn't I was just looking out the window yes. whilst driving. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, and then once we left Liverpool, it was a quite a picturesque drive to the Lake District. And then down some country roads, seeing some good views, driving up a lot of hills that the car didn't like. But no, we went, we went the country route. Uh, sorry, the... Um, the scenic route. Yeah. Sea, the sea view route. What yes. would you call it? Coastal. We the, took coastal. the coastal route, yeah, um, the coastal which was really cool. Yeah. We saw we actually saw an, an in, inland lighthouse. Did you? Which I've still not been able to find any information about. Oh, weird. Genuinely, we're talking 10 to 15 miles inland. Could Was it sort o- of... Atop a hill. Oh, right. So it wasn't like the sea could come in. No, just atop you know, a hill. 
and you had to go significantly downhill. It's not like the sea ever used to be there. I need to try and find out some information for yeah, it. But if anybody's been one. to the Lake District and know the lighthouse I'm talking about and can save me some research, uh, hit g- me up on the Facebook. <laughs> yeah, let Sam know. Genuinely, if you know that, where would it have been? Roughly? <laughs> I, sorry. Sorry. In, um, in, it would have been in the joking. lake. It's been in the Lake District. Yeah. Where about uh, south of the south of it, north, middle, middle of it. It'd be on the probably coast, yeah, southwest, how, southwest how of Cumbria, which I believe is the area. How far were you from, say, Manchester, Liverpool? Like driving time. Oh, I don't know. But we, if we're looking at the Lake District as an area, yeah. which it yeah. is probably the southwest of the Lake District. Okay. So, so if you you're living around area. that area and listen to this podcast, then uh, go onto Facebook and let Sam know what that lighthouse is. And also, if you've got a guest house and you want to let me know, then that's fine, because we'd yeah. like to go back. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to give a simple answer. I'm going to give a complicated answer. Right. I'm going to have a little lay down. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed the... I did a drive to Edinburgh and back um, recently, six yeah. months ago. Really yeah. enjoyed that, but that was mainly motorways. Yeah. But it just... Especially once you're past, uh, well, I mean, when, once you get to sort of Newcastle and then onwards, it was just nicer stuff to see out the window. It's just great if you are on the motorway. Yeah, especially because I stayed on the the coastal road. Yeah, um, did a trip a while ago to Snowdonia when I had my EP3 Civic Type R. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was a. I'm not going to let you put that in. No, because you said the drive to the scenic bits was horrible. But it was very enjoyable when you got there. Yeah, that was the problem. So you can't put that in. Okay, fair enough. No, that's not allowed. I was actually about to say that. Okay. But the, the, just the problem was is that I yeah, had Yeah, but now it makes was... it seem like I'm really aggressive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it just that, yeah, the, the first half of it was, I would have rather have been in anything. Know, an Audi or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, or the back of a horse and yeah, cart. <laughs> or even a Ford, just, just something where it had supple suspension and we yeah. just soaked up the motorway. But yeah, once sort of crossed the it's water. Unbeatable Wales, once you're there. Oh, yeah. Just incredible. Um, Top bit. There's a few that that rattle around my head, but I had a the brand new BMW 2 Series when the 2 Series was fairly new, mm-hmm. and went to the top of Peak District, where you've been, Sam. Where yeah. there is that um, the wreckage site of a plane. Come from... on, get it right. Yeah, because I'm going to double check, but I think I know. So the re- I'll just say first off the reason why I would say this because we're driven up the night before to get to Buxton. And then gone straight through the middle of the Peak District on all the fantastic roads, and then got sort of the top. And as I said, the car had hundred miles on it, so it was a case of running it. In, well, it had a few more miles than that, but it was a case of running it in. But also, um, the two series had just come out at the time. I was correct. I want the name of the the uh, ah. or the aircraft type. The aircraft type. It's a B something. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> It's not a B fifty two. This I know this seems like we're drifting off to planes again, but this is definitely this is this is probably a the miles driven top tip for somewhere to visit. Oh, I really was. I mean, because you get you get you get a nice walk. You get a great walk if you do it at the right time of year. Because I went when it was extremely windy and I there was nobody else around. <laughs> I went uh, the first time I went there was a, I think it was the very end of summer. Yeah. And it was clear all the way from the top of that, the sort of peak. Well, that's the highest point. Uh, well, second highest point in the Peak District, yeah. I think. So nice. when you look off the top of it, you can just about see, uh, well, you can see Manchester. Yeah. And you can see where the planes are landing. Yeah. And they are approaching over the top of your head. Mm-hmm. I know we, we've I talked couldn't about see planes. Any, I couldn't see any of this. No, but. Because it was overcast <laughs> and yeah. horrendous. Remember we had that storm a couple of years ago? Oh, yeah, yeah. When Is we that had, when you went? Yeah. When oh. we were talking like 70 and 80 mile an hour winds, we were just. We were walking across the top of the Peak District. So 
it was it was an enjoyable drive and uh yeah the the re- yeah the wreckage site it's 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 a quite a somber place to visit mm. because you know that everyone involved in that accident it was just after the second world war i think it was 1946 yeah potentially. and it was like a training flight with us military and they were coming in to approach to land on a very very foggy day yeah and they had just gone um, they'd gone down too far just ascended too far but in fog basically um, the the wreckage has been left yes, yes. obviously yes. some top tip for me for somewhere to visit because it's so, you get a really good walk there and then once you get there you get this it's just there's just like a, a aircraft fuselage and landing and stuff just sort of strewn over the just over the hills effectively yeah, and it's just been left to... and the views around it are really nice so yeah. it's it's but it's, it's not it... you don't have to be an aviation lover to go there no but i'll just give people a rough so if you were to google hathersage which oh. is h-a-t-h-e-r-s-a-g-e yeah. that's the probably one of the nearest towns to the place so if you want a village if you want to stay somewhere that can be your sort of base and you're near um is it derwent dam where they did the they did the bouncing bombs where they did all the training yeah. you're, you're in that sort of area so yeah, you could yeah. do these things and you're quite near buxton and places like that yeah so it's if Relative, you look if you're looking yeah. somewhere to go in the uk yeah as a trip in oh, reasonable it's, weather it's fantastic if, and you, if, you, if can... you just look at Hathersage and go around there, yes, that's where you you sort of want to base yourself, and that would be a a top travel tip from us. Yeah, it would. And if you can get a a, a car that you'll enjoy, even oh if, yeah, even the roads are incredible. One. I mean, we yeah. only had we only had the Mazda two, and it was still good. Well, and that's got is, no guts going uphill at all. No, but you 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 almost for those roads, you don't really want something that's very powerful. No, you, you want you be, want something that you can be on the on the edge if in your head. You can push if you like <laughs> without without pushing your own abilities. Yes. Yeah. If you've been something too fast there, you will bin it and you will go off the edge of a, a And hill. there are some roads where you are talking hundreds of feet yeah. that, you'll, so, that you'll be falling. And, and the roads, just they're not designed to be that. I mean, there's a lot of motorbikes passing stuff that are going for it. Unfortunately, yeah. there's a lot of motorbike accidents because they're just... Yeah. Well, you've literally got road, dry stone wall, and death doomed. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have um, time to call the insurance company on some places. Uh, just quickly, sorry, I, I was just going to mention this. The R uh, recording there had a just hiccup while sam was talking about a minute ago so oh, okay. if anyone heard that i think it's covered it okay but i'd rather mention it and let people know in case they're in case i went like but but yeah exactly <laughs> and in case they're flicking backwards and forwards thinking my recording's broken on this yeah <laughs> you know. okay so yeah that would that would probably take if the... we've been rabbiting on for too long is that what it was no it's sometimes again when you've got um because we we record our main recording yeah we have a backup running mm-hmm. at all times because both are taking a lot of memory. Okay. So one of the, the oh, main sometimes the computer's like ah yeah because the main recording needs uh, additional memory because it effectively is recording ahead of us. Right. Okay. I um, know that sounds a bit odd, but it it just needs clear space constantly. Yeah. And because the other one is always running, sometimes the two of them can just hit a point where yeah, there's just oh, okay. too much going on. Um. So yeah, I could use a second recording, but we just get a better yeah we get a better fair. recording off this top one. So yeah, those those are best road trips. So, uh, my trip to Edinburgh. But I would say if you're going to Snowdonia, you can't go wrong. Yeah. And if you're going to the Peak District, you can't go wrong. And, and if you're going, you're to, going the to the Lake District, district you can't. Go the wrong. Lake District's a better destination. The Peak District's good. There's not as much to do in the Peak District. I would. You can probably... go to you can go to Buxton. You can go to that crash site. There are a few walks. Yeah. I'd say there's more to do if you go Lake District because and there's more variety. I would probably go North Wales or Lake District because of North Wales, yeah. like Snowdonia, North Wales. I'm glad we went to Lake District and we've been three times. Yeah. 
and I would go back. But um, I would rather go back to the Lake District because there's more no, stuff. The other thing I was going to say is if you do go to North Wales and you go right up to Anglesey, there's a uh, the military out there and they do a lot of um, sort of uh, yeah. flights in there. If you go to the, the Hawkers, if you go South Wales, you can go to the Mac Loop. Yeah, so this is it. There's a, there's a lot going on in Wales. It's the place to back be. to planes again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I hope we answered that for, for I think people. So. There, there are some other great ones that I've had, but I interestingly, just... we didn't mention anything we've done together. And we've been on many way we trips. Have, yeah, I know. I <laughs> but we could probably do a podcast of trips. We've we probably, I think fair. we would, and I think it's good that we didn't answer our ones because we can save that for for another time. Yeah. Um. Oh, this is a good question. I I had to rewrite it because the person was had a very strong opinion on this. Did I send it? <laughs> you might have done. <laughs> um. So I rewrote it to keep it friendly. Okay. Enough. Uh, I think cars are being dumbed down with all the uh with all the the intrusions, the driver aids. Um, do you agree? Yes. Next question. Yeah, next question. Uh, <laughs> the, the one, some stuff's okay, I think. Some but... spot, blind spot assist where you've just got a light that appears in the that's, wing That's good. That's good. But where, anything to me that is... Lane departure I hate. As in the, the vibrating lane departure? Uh, or... wait, so the Mazda hasn't got that. It's got beeping. Oh, yeah. But no, if that's... you're on a country road... Yeah, it just does it all the time. You want to sit in the middle of the road because it's night yeah. time. You so just get a constant beep, 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 beep. La- the lane departure stuff, and it's what I was going to mention as well, because when I was um, out in a, I think it was a brand new Toyota, I think it was the Corolla actually, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't realise the system was fighting me on yes, a couple of roads. Yeah, you said, yeah. And it was, I didn't realise that they, the vehicle had it fitted. Yeah. Very disconcerting when you think, why is it, why am I going left? Is there something wrong with it? And the last, one of the last things you want to, to not have confidence in is the is steering. The, is the steering. And what if it gives up when you're fighting it and you just bin it into a hedge? Or exactly. worse still, another car. <laughs> to me, anything that is actually stepping in, I know why manufacturers do it. It's because people who write the rules for it say, I don't want the car to be able to crash, so you have to fit this stuff. The only thing I can think that I actually do agree with is this um they they started fitting sensors to the front of cars about seven eight yeah, years so ago i'm 50 50 on that well to me the worst thing it will do is if you're doing five mile an hour it will just stop you well i don't think it is the worst thing because i don't know if you remember but i told you the mazda had an issue oh where she was half she was just cru- she was cruising up to a roundabout there was yeah. nothing coming so she started to drive out into the roundabout and mazda described it as a one in a billion but yeah, the sunlight or something had reflected off a couple of things, hit the sensor. The sensor then believed that there was a car there. And for some reason, at 30 mile an hour, engaged. So she just ground to a halt yeah. in the middle of a roundabout no, with someone really behind her. Point. No brake lights. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, it shouldn't engage at that speed for, for no. a start. It didn't then engage the brake lights, which is weird. So the person behind had no idea until they were almost hit her and then went mental at her. And she's like, my car just stopped. Oh, she thought yeah. the engine had broken, or the, like, the gearbox and engine had broken, and somehow just ground her to a halt. I had a guy who I was at university with who had an Audi A1 mm-hmm. that had uh, some sort of system on it for steering. Yeah. Just going back to steering for a second. Okay. And it um, overcorrected him on a country road and oh, turned wow. him into oncoming traffic. Wow. Audi bought the car back off him. That's how bad it was. Right, it happened okay. once, and it was minor. We took it in. They said, it's, it's a recall. We'll sort it out. The second time it happened, he genuinely, I mean, I don't want to say it nearly killed him, but it would have been probably a head-on collision. Yeah. So I don't think, see, to me, I think all these things exist 
Because what they're saying is people are distracted, so we need to think of a way to fix that. No, and stop instead of people being distracted. Yeah. Instead of saying, well, let's fit loads of systems so people can basically daydream while they're driving. Yeah. You, you have to be focused when you're behind a wheel. Because, mm-hmm. and I'm not thinking about other cars you may hit. If you hit a pedestrian, you'll ruin their life and you'll ruin your, their, uh, your own. Yeah. That's, that's the all end of it. And people can say, oh, well, I'm on a 50 road. Yeah. Shockingly, people will step out on a 50 road. Yeah. And you don't know what the situation is for them. But especially if, you know, if your dog runs out, gets off the lead, and you chase after it, people can get a bit zoned in on focus. You know, it's mm-hmm. like any, humans are just like that. Sometimes we zero in on something, and it's a... Especially if it's a long, monotonous road. Yeah. You will so drift to, to the horizon. Yeah, you'll just focus on the horizon. Someone else has zeroed in on their dog. Yeah. Because they're chasing after Or a parent chasing a, after a child. child. Touch with. You know, yeah. You just, to me, behind the wheel... There should be more... For, and this well, there's is, a reason we do hazard perception as part of our driving test. This is it, yeah. And so to me, if, if you're saying people aren't paying attention, that's fine. You just start to increase the penalty where you say, if you're found to be not paying attention behind the wheel, then the penalty will be the first time you're going to get, say, 12 points, and then you've lost your licence after that. Yeah. But, and I don't, I'm not saying that to be... Or maybe not the first penalty. No, the first one is to take you up to the maximum you no, can No, if have. you get 12, you lose your licence. Okay, 11. Okay, I, I'd say maybe 6. The problem with six is that people can argue it at court. I, I told you, I worked with a guy who oh, had okay. s- uh, 15 points on his license. How? So he, he went to court, and when he said to the judge, he had been... Look, you know, I'm not defending this guy. Well, before yeah. anyone starts thinking, <laughs> I, I worked with him, and he was part of the other team. I'm just trying to distance myself. Yeah. He was caught doing 110 um, at night, and he had hit another vehicle, not stopped. It wasn't his car. Right, okay. He wasn't insured to drive this other person's <laughs> car and et cetera, et cetera. Went to court and he said, you know, I am the only person in my household earning. Right. I have four children um, and so, I'm a car salesman. Yeah. And the judge said, this is your second offence. You had a 30 offence, you know, like mm-hmm. he did 35 or whatever. And so he had three points. And the judge said, I'm going to give you the ban, which is 12 points, but I'm going to let you keep your licence. So you can have that where you're basically... You make any mistake after that. You've lost your licence because you're already over the limit. Yeah, and it'll be a heavier loss. Yeah. So you'll lose it for longer. To me, I know that's... See, that's the extreme argument. And the argument they're having with the court is it won't just be me that suffers. And I know some people will be heartless and say, well, you should have thought of that. Well, you didn't. And now four children... Yeah, it's not the the children's fault. It's not their fault. It's not his wife's fault. He's an idiot, you know. Yeah. So is what it is, but... I, I think this all comes back to why are we putting you are not allowed to drive along with your phone in your hand scrolling through whatever like yeah. that's against the law and I don't know many countries that isn't against the law yet you can buy a car that has something like Apple CarPlay Android Auto yeah. that has a 15 inch screen which basically becomes your phone which beca- yeah becomes your and you, you can just and now everything's going onto that screen you're mm-hmm. fiddling around with this even people that are competent drivers are starting to be less attentive behind the wheel because we've all got so zeroed in on screens. Yeah. Now, the answer is not, well, let's fit the car with loads of safety devices and say it's safe because if it works one in a thousand times, oh, sorry, if it doesn't work one in a thousand times, and you can say, oh, humans, they make more mistakes. The whole point of having a human behind the wheel is that they're able to say, this is a situation that hasn't been thought of by the mm-hmm. algorithm 
yeah. that's behind this computer. And it's the same reason why pilots are given... Or, you know, planes have tragically been flown into the ground, okay, by people that... Yeah. You know, whatever. They, they, they were obviously um, doing the wrong thing and took other people's lives. But yeah. the reason planes have the ability to do that is because 99% of the pilots out there need to have full authority of the plane to try and save it if anything happens. Yeah. What you're saying in cars is, let's give people sort of 80% authority and leave the last 20% up to a computer. And we've seen this with the auto drive function on certain EV vehicles that, you know, they'll go through a red light, hit someone. Mm -hmm. They'll kill the driver because they won't see a truck because of the colours doesn't quite match. Them. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I the sun shines in a certain way and confuses and, the system. And, yeah. <laughs> so I agree with it. I do think certain things on cars are very useful. If it's a driver assist, like blind spot monitoring, I think yeah. that can be good because... You know, I'm very tall the where I have the seat. Sometimes it's just I have to look through like where the, on my partner's vehicle because it's five doors. Yeah. When it's I do the, a shoulder check. The B pillar that gets in your way. Yeah. So I have to then basically sort of crane my neck to look through the back window. Yeah. And it's just I'm taking my eyes off. But how can you do it safely? So to have a blind spot monitoring would be useful there. Uh, rear parking sensors. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're useful. Uh, rear front camera. sensors to an front extent. Sensors, yeah, yeah. That's fine. So anything I don't like rear cameras. No, fair enough. It's just not a thing for me. I just think they confuse people more than they help. Yeah, I think if you I've been um in a truck, in a pickup truck, in oh, a, in a yeah, city, potentially and then um maybe on a van they might be helpful. Yeah, yeah, just that you can get the very, you know, have I got a foot left sort of perception. Yeah. Well, no, actually if you're hooking up a trailer they can be quite useful as well. There's another one. Yeah. So there's just but, a little thing if it's helping you operate the vehicle I'm yeah. for it. If it's trying to take over you operating the vehicle. Yeah, if it has the ability to take over. But Or try and interfere. Or try and interfere. The problem is, I know why they're doing it and it's just, people are just not... You're yeah. trying to solve the wrong problem. Yeah, you're not trying to solve the problem of why are people not paying attention not caring and making stupid decisions. Yeah. You're saying oh, we can... They're going to do that so let's try and, let's not focus on stopping them doing that. Yeah. Let's try and solve the issue that that creates. It's like saying, you know, a load of people are doing something that's not great. Let's let them carry on, but then build a system to sort of... Yeah, well, it's, it's like trying to tackle the horrendous issue that America has with, like, mass shootings. Oh, God. Yeah. We're going to get into that in our podcast. No, no, but no, okay. just as yeah. a comparison, by saying, let's make people bulletproof. Yeah, yeah, okay, good, yeah. That's and we don't need to go into that anymore. No, no, that's just an that, analogy that popped point. into my head. Yeah, yeah. That's, so, yeah, let, let's solve an issue by giving people as much and then telling people more and more. And particularly, I think, actually, one of the good things that would happen, that could happen with manufacturers is they say, to operate a vehicle, uh, if you have a phone, if you've connected a phone through Bluetooth, into the, the phone has to go in a slot, say, in the passenger footwell or somewhere yeah. that it's easy for you to reach and put. Yeah. But you now can't see the screen. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. And that, and you can then have limited access to music and stuff like that. Yeah. But that way, at and least, and make it so you can only change the song through the steering wheel controls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so you can't thing. scroll through. The, you can't load up your playlist on the screen and just scroll through it while you're driving, yeah. trying to find the, a song. The worst thing is that some systems are so poorly built that if you do want to try and change a song, you have to go through the system and yeah. I've, my partner's car's like this. I have to, before I set off, because I know that, before I set off, I'll actually go to the effort on oh, which playlist. Oh, I want that playlist, right? Yeah. Go into this, this, select that sub menu, that one, scroll through, right? There's the song, right? 
stuff. Well, I'll do that before I start. Because I don't people... have the ability to do anything. Mine's an orcs lead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but some people will be, you know, halfway in a long journey and say, I don't know, a podcast ends that they're yeah. listening to. They're listening to us. Mm-hmm. They want to go to the next episode. Yeah. And they need to click a they need to click to start the next episode. Okay. But they can't just click a button on the steering wheel. They have to go into the menu to select the next podcast. Yeah. Just make it easier. Just make it easier. Or, you know, look, set it on autoplay, put us on podcast one and listen yeah. to all fifty. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're listening to this in a year's time, listen to all hundred and fifty. Yeah, there we go, yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, we agree, but I think dry raids that are helpful for the driver can be useful. Dumbing it down though, I I do agree with yeah, the point there. Um, enjoyed the podcast. Oh, okay, hold on. I wrote, I rewrote these. <laughs> well, I'm sure. Um, enjoyed the podcast about value for money from cars. Uh, when, if ever, will price? Oh, okay. Yeah, so I got this in a few different ways, which is why I had to rewrite. Are you okay? <laughs> Are you like having some sort of episode? <laughs> no, it's. I had like there was quite a lot of people that asked the same thing in a lot of different ways, and I tried to put a question together that basically answered all their questions oh okay so it's basically when will prices get back to sensible money again in the in the used car market well and asap hopefully yeah so the problem we have is that uh even cars that should that shouldn't be the value they are are going up and oh tr- yeah the trouble is that you have a good number of people that own these cars who then don't really care because mm-hmm. they're benefiting. It's like anything. If you're better benefiting from it, yeah, then great. The trouble is that it we're storing up a problem. I think um, around again, this is you not unique to the UK. This is pretty much around as the people that listen to our podcast. I can see my analytics. Interest rates are going up. That means less people will be finding financing cars, yeah. or at least they'll be getting worse deals. So they will really start to concentrate on actually. How much is this car? Yeah. At the minute, if someone says, look, it's £12,000, for example, for whatever you want to buy, a used Ford, um, and you think, oh, you know, I know it was only £10,000 a year ago, but the finance deal was really cheap, and you think, oh, well, I need a car. Yeah. Once the finance price goes up a little bit more, you start saying, mm, I'll shop around. Yeah. And that's what will bring the prices back to normal. Do I think some of the special stuff will come back down? Only when it is clear what the future holds for the future manufacturer yeah. of cars. If so, there's going to be stuff about, then they'll go down a little yeah. bit. If there's, if there's obvious they're not, then they're only going to go up. Yeah. So if you're sat around waiting, let's say you, you really want to buy a um, something. Oh, the Hyundai i30N, mm-hmm. which both of us like. They have been fairly stellar in holding their price. They... Compared to what hot, hot, hot hatches usually do after five-ish years on yeah. sale, they're still, they're still staying strong. over 20. <laughs> yeah. So they're still staying at strong money. Well, the re- one of the reasons behind that is because people are thinking, what's the next i30 going to be? Is it going to be a hybrid? Is it going to be electric? Yeah. Is it, you know, it going to be not as good? Is it going to be not as enjoyable? So they want to then buy the old one. Yeah. And then collectors say, oh, I want to buy it as well because I want to keep that experience. And if it becomes clear, well, actually, the next stuff will still be fun. And maybe it'll just have a smaller engine with a bit of hybrid power and actually it'll be, you know, you'll be able to have a good exhaust note or whatever, else, yeah. whatever people then need. Then it'll go down a little bit. Then people say, actually, I'll trade out of it. And more will come onto the market. Mm-hmm. Prices will normalise. For the general side of things, there's been a shortage. Um, Sam, you had this when you sold your van. The, the guy who bought it from you just was really struggling to get a van. Yeah. A good one. Yeah. 
because there was just people who owned vans they're their work tools yeah and mine literally just needed a couple of little bits doing in a service yeah and if you were looking to buy a new caddy because you had the the caddy that was at the time say four years old yeah yeah it was uh if you were looking to get a new one you'd have been on a 10 month 12 month list yeah to get a new one so people weren't selling but you were switching into a car so you were one of the few people selling but so your I made, van, I made money on it. Yeah, your van was shooting up in price. Yeah. Well, when if the I'd new, have waited, it'd probably be even more. But when the new supply is, you can have one in a week. Yeah. Then people are like, well, I'm not going to pay 10 grand for this. Yeah, and there'll be more on the market because people yeah. won't be holding on to them. They'll be trading in to mm-hmm. get the next one, which means more on the market, more supply, meets the demand. Same with everything, really, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, was a, that was a slightly quicker one. It was. Well done. This next one, I think. We'll just refer you back to a previous podcast. So um, it's, I'm, I'm tempted by a V8 S5. Sam, you've talked about a V8 S5 yep. before. This is sort of the 07 to yeah, 11. Yeah, this would have been on our... We uh, did this before. Basically, the person um, said they heard, they've heard about engine horror stories. Any advice? And I think we narrowed it down to there's, uh, it's cam chains. Yeah. Essentially, if you buy one, uh, have, some, have a good bit of change in your back pocket for... New cam chains if it hasn't been done. It isn't affecting all of them. The other thing they can do is they get a bit clogged up with carbon deposits. Yeah. Um, so earlier podcasts for that. I can't remember what There podcast. was the £10,000 car challenge, which it might have been in that. It may well have been in that. But it definitely would have been in the Our Perfect Garage of Cars. What were the podcast numbers? So that closely? was number nine for that one. And then the 10,000 car was number three. Yeah. So I'll give you a very quick answer that I think it's uh, cam chains. <laughs> And it's carbon deposits building up. I would just, I wouldn't say completely steer clear of them, but be aware that these cars were quite expensive new. They are between 10 and 15 years old. And if you buy one that's been run on a shoestring, uh, it's likely to have. And the, the reason you get the horror stories is if you get a bad one, you could end up spending the purchase price again repairing that engine. Yeah. So be very careful. If it hasn't had any of the known things, and I said, I think one of the known things is cam chains. Of slipping out of timing, um, and the other thing is carbon deposits. Sam, I don't think you remember. No, anything. I think that's yeah. But otherwise, yeah. it was just say those podcasts again. It was either three or nine. Yeah. Next one. Been given a company car allowance. Okay, hold on. Because <laughs> I, I was running over the page, so oh, okay. I've written across two pages. Been given a company car allowance that I'm willing to add to for the right car. Um, so, oh, circa £400, so uh, roughly £400 a month. Didn't tell me a deposit on this okay. amount, but said £400 a month. Advice, I've written down three cars. Sam, £400 a month with, let's say, a £3,000 no idea. Okay, good. So, so we'll I'm go just going to give you the three answers yeah, that I wrote down, um, which was, if you're willing to put money towards it, because all of my answers, I think, would be more than £500. <laughs> Okay. The new RS3. Yeah. Because the five cylinder, it's the last chance you can get to buy a five new a brand new car with a five cylinder mm-hmm. most likely. Uh BMW M three forty I. I know a friend of ours were, had a look at them when he bought his yep. BMW estate and they were around five fifty a month. Okay, so that's not in it. But they said they're willing to add to it. Okay. And so if you get a lease on one of those, you'll because le- I think that was the last bit of it was something like I it's gonna be the last time I get to um because they they didn't they weren't getting company car as in they were going to be taxed on the benefit in kind okay. they were going to give an allowance of 400 pounds 
Right. Okay. And they were basically saying because I don't, th- I think the next car will be electric or yeah. something maybe a bit family orientated SUV. I just want to go for something on a three year deal. Have fun. Yeah. That's so M three forty. You you should be able to have fun in that. You'd hope um, so. And it's quite practical as well. Mm-hmm. Manual Toyota Supra. I didn't check the price, but <laughs> just because that's the last time you're going to get to. I, I hate to keep saying last times because I sound like the marketing department of some of these yeah. companies, and it might not be the last time. It's but just it could be. It's there's a limited number of cars I think you could get hold of that have a straight six turbocharged manual gearbox, mm-hmm. rear wheel drive. There's there's a very limited number, so um, go for that. Uh, yeah, and that that was the end bit that I wrote. They sort of said they're willing to put more to it because they want to be able to have fun. Yeah, uh, that's fair. And you know, that's some good choices. Yeah, I, I thought I'd write them down beforehand because I thought I'd ask yeah. you. <laughs> You'd say I've got no idea because that's not my budget, and then yeah. <laughs> you come back to me. Yeah. Um, someone else asked something luxurious for under ten thousand pounds that won't break. Interesting. See, this is where it would have been good to see the questions beforehand. Yes, I know. I didn't think that. I thought there was less of these. Uh, not, not that we don't. We like having these questions. It's just because we had so many. Yeah, this, this would be like a podcast. On its I own forgot to give Sam a heads up, but I have written a car manufacturer here because okay. it's the only answer. Because well. <laughs> I'm not willing to give you any of the answers that I would no suggest for myself. No, we're not going to advise people ask stupid. But thoughts. buy a Lexus. Yeah, and buy idea, probably yeah. a GS. Uh, one of the high. I think it's like 400h. I think is the um, is the model you'll be looking at. They'll be not that new, and they'll be like seven and a half, eight thousand pounds. But they're quite like then they don't feel as luxurious as a Mercedes. Some people will argue with that. That's just an opinion mm-hmm. I'll give you. But they're still luxury. They still have the luxury feel. They will be quite quick. They'll be hybrid. Um, it's petrol as well because a lot of the stuff, if you're in the UK looking at ten thousand pounds, it's going to be older, luxury, and a lot of them are diesel. Yeah. At least with Lexus, you can have a nice sort of a v6 petrol with a hybrid system so you'll mm-hmm. get good efficiency you haven't got to charge it up it self charges and oh, do you okay. know what if you park a lexus i mean i don't know the reason you want a ten thousand pound luxury car but if it's so people sort of think oh he's doing all right yeah people you're gonna look okay yeah lexus people put that in the bracket of bmws and mercedes like they yeah. don't it's one of those cars people don't know lots about them no, but, so they've got that sort of mystique. Yeah, but they certainly extent. don't go, oh, it's Ford and Lexus together. They, they don't do that. No. So there's, there's an answer. And the, the main thing is that you, when you sent the email in, you underlined will not break. Yeah, okay. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> because of that, I was only willing to say that. The only other car I could think of, again, it's a Lexus and it's the RX 400H. Yeah, okay. But I remember having a look at one of those a while ago. And I thought, I wonder how much they are now. And they were huge mileage, like 200,000 mile ones were still <laughs> holding, like they weren't less than a thousand pounds. They were wow, still, okay. you know, because they'll just run and run. They've got yeah, a Toyota yeah, yeah. engine, essentially. Um, next one. Uh, deciding between self-charging hybrid for Sam, just for Sam's uh, sweat detector. We've only got two questions left. Okay. <laughs> just in case you were getting a bit panicky. <laughs> Um, deciding between a self-charging hybrid and a plug-in planning to keep for the foreseeable future looking lightly used sort of under a year which to go for you didn't give me a budget so you've got (laughs) so I'm going to give you three answers across budgets okay 
less than a year old, uh, if it's if you're looking, say, to spend twenty thousand pounds, I have an issue with this car. Right, and it's the Corolla. Okay, uh, with oh, the yeah, F Sport yeah. kit on it, but just because the headlining was dipped exactly yeah. where my head was, and I know I'm tall, but so you if you're not a freak, the Corolla. Yes, uh, plug-in hybrid. It, I don't know what I said. You didn't give a budget. BMW X5 with the plug-in. Okay. Um, because it's got good range. Yeah. And still has a straight six. Yeah, and it's a nice car. Nice car yeah, as well. I agree with that one. Uh, again, any, any of the Lexuses, if if you're in that sort yeah. of, because uh, I can, if I say Lexus, you can have a budget of six thousand pounds. You can have a budget of sixty thousand pounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be, could go uh, either way. I would just say, if anyone wants a sort of advice on this, I, we're, we're really happy to get the question. It's just when you don't put in a budget or anything like that, it's difficult. It, it makes it a little bit more difficult. And Porsche taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Go full electric. Go Porsche. Take yeah. job done. Um, and particularly less than a year old, I could only assume you're saying I've got the motor buy something newer. But of yeah. course, you know, like a Porsche taken. We're talking six figures for some yeah. of them <laughs> versus. Uh, Do likely, you want something for under twenty? Yeah, a likely used Corolla or is under two hundred. Different at the end of the market. Um, the only other one I quite like as a suggestion: BMW 330e. There's a two litre mm-hmm. petrol. Okay. With a plug-in, and they're quite quick. Yeah, um, and you can run around for quite a few. I think thirty-five miles ish on That's the plug-in. Not too bad. Yeah, like for your commute, that would be nearly yeah, but... the whole commute. Yeah, and in fact, the the engine would probably just uh, would cut in when you do your sort of higher speed cruise because yeah. that's where it'd be most efficient. Yeah. So all of the low speed inefficient stuff it would take over. You know, yeah. when you're so parking would, up so and when you do it, get into town each and day. Else. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's. I, I can't yeah. I just let's say we really do appreciate the questions everyone but yeah but hit us back with a budget yeah, let if us you've know, got yeah. one and we'll, we'll do you, another if you want to come we've straight done a podcast on this sort of thing before so we have uh, and if you want to come straight to me just pop a question on Instagram but otherwise you can put it on Facebook or and it may or may not get to Mars yeah <laughs> <laughs> or as as we said we've got um, clips going on YouTube you can always yeah, put a right question in the, in the comments in there uh, right oh this was a good one I liked this question okay Good thing I've saved it pretty much till last, I think. Uh, enjoyed the Range Rover podcast. That was when we did all the Range Rovers from... Uh, can you do uh, more of them? Uh, I own an MX-5 and would really enjoy uh, having a, a similar episode for the MX-5 generations. Uh, Miles said he had worked um, at Mazda, so he must know something about them, basically. It was the yeah. uh, it was a little bit longer of an email, but okay. I don't want to go, because that, that's the, the crux of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we definitely would enjoy doing that. I, I enjoyed the Range Rover episode. Yeah. Because we both basically yeah. split the tasks. So you picked up the newer ones. Yeah. I did the sort of classic and the, the... As long as you give me some heads up. Yes. <laughs> but um, because MX-5 now had four generations, so that, again, we could do the same yeah. thing. Where we sort of got... I think it actually might have had Mark 1, Mark 2, Mark 3, Mark 4. I was selling the Mark 4. So they're on the Mark 5 now. So yes, yeah, it's five generations. And they're at the end of that fifth generation. I don't know what Mazda are going to do now, actually. Just as a side point. Yeah. Yeah, that, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? It's been out quite a while, that the the, the current MX-5. Yeah. They, they sell it as a cheap sports car. Yeah. And you know what? Just to anyone who's listening, I know we've had a few budget and sports car type questions. An MX-5 is the answer. Yeah. Uh, if you're very tall, they're, they're going to be a tight fit. But I used to, I mean... I never, I didn't have one ever as a long term. I'd always 
try and take it as a weekend yeah. or something just because i probably wouldn't have wanted it as a long term but i had a great drive in them and you know what they're they're powerful enough that you enjoy them yeah then we spoke about the peak district an mx5 in the peak district would have been absolutely right yeah roof down on a good you know not on the day you went no <laughs> not no um but they it would have been enough power for the road and i think you probably if you go for because the, the newer ones have the two liter i think that would be the, the limits i know some people will be like no no you can have 500 horsepower you can if you're going to enjoy it for just yeah. seconds at a time but you'll be taking your foot off the throttle constantly the great thing with the mx5 i remember taking one i can't remember where country roads somewhere going mm. somewhere this is this is <laughs> over a decade ago so and i just enjoy you know i wasn't driving irresponsibly i was just enjoying it and i was not sort of off the throttle for long periods of time was yeah partial that's throttle, what you want, partial yeah. throttle when it opened up full throttle mm-hmm. and you'd ring out a gear you know go into the pull gear leave go into the next gear and you weren't yet breaking the speed you still weren't breaking the speed yeah, limit. and you good. think god i must be doing a crazy speed no you're not yeah and people around you think oh that's that's quite a nice car they, they, they don't have an opinion of you because it's an mm-hmm. mx5 so you're not someone who's trying to show off yeah if you've bought an mx5 to show off you're not doing it right <laughs> i mean yeah yeah <laughs> but but if you want to sort of say oh i really like driving it's the right car to own so yeah i think we could do one on mx5s maybe um mini cooper s's or yeah um, i'll come up with a list yeah we could come up with this if, if you've got uh, if you've heard that question and it spurred you to think of a particular car either you own it or you or you really like it um we'll have to get i don't want to do an episode where it's tell me the generations of the i don't know something that people aren't going to have an interest in. yeah, yeah it's just be because it's worth doing and it's not a slight on anyone who wants that it's just that we've got a, a, an audience that we you know I don't, I don't want it to be one person out of our entire audience yeah, of course. um and that's i hope people don't think i'm being unkind i just would rather it be as many people as possible yeah, that we definitely. capture um but yeah if there's a few popular ones uh toyota land cruiser maybe 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 well we'll talk about it after the show yeah, yeah. um sam that as far as I have it here, and I will double check that I didn't sneak one on the other page, but I'm sure that I didn't. That's for next. That's for next. Uh, not even next episode. Next next episode. So that that pretty much takes us to the end. There is a question, but it's um. It was sent in after I sort of put all these together, right? And it's a bigger topic that I want to oh, okay. address. So, so I'm going to put go that into it and spend yeah. some more time on it. Yes. So that's that's it, Sam. That's the fiftieth episode. Well, well done. Congratulations on episodes making 50. Of me and you talking to each other. I know, absolutely mental. We'll look back on this in years and go, yeah. wow, what a waste of time that yes. was. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, been, uh, yeah, it's, been, it's been great and it's evolved quite a lot over the last 50 episodes. Oh, I yeah, think... I mean, it, it, we, what we should have done, we just should have got your other house to take a picture of us recording our first one and then yeah. take a picture of us recording this one. That would have been really good, actually. But it has evolved a lot massively in 50 episodes if i think how we started and we have evolved as people there we go yeah <laughs> uh and and hopefully i know uh, i'm hoping that people notice it that the content hopefully got a bit more uh better well, well more better no, that's terrible English. yeah uh, the I content's didn't... got more better yeah <laughs> uh the, i hope that the content sort of is people are enjoying it but also obviously we've changed how we set things up and how we yeah. record it and our whole setup here and how we sort of go and set up episodes and everything else and 
Sam's taking a more and more of a role yeah. over those 50. Even though he likes the joke that everything he does is last minute and, you know, <laughs> 10 I seconds. I do do stuff sometimes. Yeah. Well, look, he came with, a, with your Polish sentences. So. I did. Um, I put a Facebook post up the other day. There we go. So, look at me growing as a human. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, you'll probably do a, a um, post just to tell everyone that this episode is wrapped yeah, up. Oh, yeah, I, don't, I will do. Yeah. So, well, I suppose all there's left to say is thank you for listening, everyone. A um, reminder that the Saturday episode will probably just be me and Sam saying. Yeah. Or it might even be just be Miles. Who knows? Yeah. This Sam's going to run off. I been, may well do. It has I been might a long, get some dinner. Yeah, it has been a long, long. I don't actually know how long this podcast was. Uh, well, we're nearly at four on this little number thing that has no relevance to me at the top it of doesn't the screen. Have, it doesn't. That's not recording the time. No, but, but it, it, it's, it's it goes up with time. It's recording. Yeah, it's because it's recording like. And if it's, we we only got nearly the, into the three thousands before, we're nearly at four thousand, so it must okay, be quite so, long. Over yeah. two hours, I reckon. Okay. Well, I hope everyone's enjoyed it, and we'll give it our last fiftieth anniversary. You're gonna give it a ding. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Thanks for joining everyone, and we will see you. Well, we'll catch you in the 51st episode, which will be a, a week, week from, from now, now yeah. not on the Saturday. Hope you have a great time in the meantime. Yeah. And, uh, thank you very much. See you then.